Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right. And wife me the fuck up. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube woo! live stream. We are back in the house. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here. This is the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We got a great show today, man. I hope you had a good weekend. We're going to talk about the wheeling and dealing, the Rolex wearing. The Kiss Dillon, the five-time, five-time National Wrestling Alliance champion, and however many times he's held other belts, Ric Flair, the Nature Boy. And a lot of people should know who the Nature Boy Ric Flair is. We're going to talk about him announcing his fifth divorce, fifth divorce or separation from his last marriage or relationship, whatever he's calling it, and the latest development with the Nature Boy Ric Flair. But we're going to break down exactly uh what his generation of men have done to marriage they have made a mockery of marriage boomers in particularly they're continuing to get divorced like crazy and this is why you know one time sometimes we are definitely one of these uh uh people that depend on statistics to get our point across but a lot of times the statistics don't tell the exact story of what's going on and particularly with younger people getting married because at the rate the baby boomers are getting married, at the rate the gray divorce, I'm sorry, divorce, at the rate of baby boomers divorce, at the rate of gray divorces out here, it is almost impossible to get an understanding of how bad marriage is. He's the 16-time world heavyweight champion, all right? Um, and so at the rate everyone's getting divorced late into their years and we're living longer, we're living longer in a time where we don't really need the next person. It is almost impossible to get a grasp of how bad marriage is. And as you guys know, I'm somebody that doesn't necessarily support marriage. Although if you are married, good luck. I would say congratulations. Make it work. All right. At some particular point, you'll be playing the ring game. But a lot of people are laying their hopes on a system that is pretty much archaic. Um, and there's too many ways to wriggle out of this particular situation. So we're going to talk about this. I mean. The way people get in and out of marriages, and I'm going to put a lay, lay a lot of blame into Ric Flair's lap. He's going to have to take a lot of blame for this one. He's the one that got married five times, and it didn't work. A lot of baby boomers are running around this manosphere, 
promoting marriage, right? Promoting marriage when they themselves won two, three divorces under their belts. All right. And they themselves aren't even married at this particular point, which is just mind boggling. We're going to get a we're going to get a hold of what's really going on here. And I think the baby boomers and Generation X did us a disservice in going forward with the millennials and the Generation Z. Okay, the only hope you have if you are a supporter of marriage, if you're a supporter of marriage, the only hope you have is the hope that the millennials don't make a mockery out of marriage as the baby boomers have. Okay, we're going to break that down today. <laughs> I'm about to give Ric Flair, we about to give him the figure four leg lop, and I'm about to hold on to the middle rope around this mug. All right, so let's do this. Let's get into these super chats, man. Appreciate you guys uh, with the early, early support. If you want to support on Cash App, go ahead. All right, uh, today we got Swing Out Museum hitting us up. A couple of super chats. What do you got to say? He says, Hottie Coach and the coach game from Dallas. Has it finally warmed up in Dallas? Swing Out says, Rick's making room for some Ukrainian peace leave. Oh, yeah, baby. Hey, <laughs> can't be mad at him there. Shout out to, uh, oh, Swing Out Museum says, so Rick is paying tuition at the junior college. Yes, we're going to get to that latest development. Because Rick, again, you know, sometimes we do celebrate the junior college. But in this situation, I think Rick Flair, and, and a lot of men his age, and a lot of men his age, they're codependent. Uh, they, they come from a time where their parents actually made marriage work, all right? The silent generation before them, they made marriage work. They made family work. And a lot of people will look back and say, well, the women couldn't go anywhere. That's why they stayed. And I certainly do agree with that to a point, absolutely. But if we look at what the baby boomers have done, most of the men are codependent um, probably ill-equipped to be married type men. Unfortunately, or unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say this, but I know men, Ric Flair's age and their codependency, their mothers folded, their, ironed their socks and folded their underwear. You know what I mean? That's what the, that's what a baby boomer's mother did. Their mothers and fathers sacrificed. They were the first generation to grow up, um, moving from cities to suburbs, uh, they were the first ones to be known as uh, the uh, Stepford housewife. You know what I mean? They, the, their mothers were the first housewives. And then the baby boomers went out, followed and swallowed every agenda that they possibly could, taking every mind-altering substance and drug that they could, trying to make marriages work when they were ill-equipped, spoiled brats. All right, we don't get into it. Ill-equipped, spoiled brat, codependent uh, individuals. Okay, so anyway, not to rain down hard on my man, Ric Flair, but we got to give him. So we got to slap him in it. We got to put him in the corner and give him a couple of chops. Okay, so, yes, he did go down to the junior college, but I ain't celebrating Rick going to the junior college here. All right. I think it's miserable. I think I think these people, these these baby boomer men are miserable. They're deep down inside miserable. Unbelievable. I know a man on his fourth divorce, and he's in his 60s, brothers. Shout out to XL Pro Services, says salute, coach. Um, and a salute to the coach gang. Appreciate you. Rolo's Pantene Hair Weave. <laughs> I would love it to know that. Shout out to you. All right. Uh, Classy B says, happy money day, coach. Thank you, sir. Shout out to the coach gang. Woo! All right. Love me some wrestling, by the way. I'm a wrestling fan. 
And shout out to KT King, our, our residential wrestler or sports entertainer. All right, Lee says, good morning, coach. Thank you, Lee. Coach Junior says, sup, coach? Alan West for governor of Texas. Everybody listen up. I don't know who that is, but everybody listen up. One white pony, no more. Woo! For nature boy. He says he's about to get chopped across the chest with his fifth divorce. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that, whether this is a fifth divorce. This is a breakup of a marriage that had a ceremony, but Ric Flair's trying to wriggle out of it. My favorite word, wriggle. All right, TM, thank you for becoming a member. We got a couple more brothers in here. Amare says, pro-black here. Went to a protest for reparations in chokeholds all day Saturday. Then Sunday, cold approached 2,000 women all day. Shout out to you, Amari. All right, what is your number? What number did you get there? How many numbers did you get out of 2,000? <laughs> He's out there protesting. All right, he wants them reparation checks. He, he wants strangleholds released. He don't want no-knock warrants. All right. Even though the criminals are the ones always on the opposite side of these things, but they, you know, <laughs> uh, a couple more. Simon Small and TM upgraded in the building. Oh, we got one more. Shout out to uh, shout out to Simon Small for always being here. Jerg says shout out to the CGA crew and the Punjabi community in the building. Shout out to the Punjabi community, man. Shout out to you brothers out there. We got a big, we got a big Indian uh, following as well. I mean, we got the brothers out there. They be out here watching us over there. Shout out to y'all brothers. Do y'all watch us live? What, what's going on here? All right. I don't know. What time is it over there? Let's do this. The nature boy, Ric Flair. If you guys don't know who Ric Flair is, I mean, listen, you didn't have to watch wrestling, wrestling to know who Ric Flair is right here. He's the nature boy. You know, he has the guy right here. He's iconic. Look at that big WCW, the, the NWA belt right there. The wrestler, the man, the myth, the legend. You guys know who Ric Flair is. Don't act like you don't know. Even 21 Savage Offset and Metro Boomin, I believe their name is, dropped the Ric Flair Drip song in which they feature Ric Flair right there in hip-hop culture. All right, there he is, Ric Flair Drip. I can't remember how the lyrics go. If you want to know what made Ric Flair famous, let's take a look. Fair use. When last year I spent more money on spilled liquor and bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing diamond ring wearing Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! <laughs> That's the nature boy, Ric Flair, right there in his prime. Look at that. He got the butterfly collar all out right there. He got the high-waisted polyester over there. Hey, man, Ric Flair was hip-hop before hip-hop. He actually was probably one of the wrestlers especially some of the white wrestlers in the South, to embrace hip-hop culture. Um, he would come out with NBA um, Lakers gear. I think he followed the Lakers, and he, he was embracing that culture early on. And so this is why a lot of rappers uh, went back and brought in, and embraced Ric Flair right there because he was the nature boy, and he embraced some of the cultural uh, representations of hip-hop, particularly with clothing and affinity with clothing um an affinity with drunk white women 
and then also with an affinity to go broke. All right. So anyway, mm. I, that's neither here or there. All right. But um, other than that, he also, you know, he wasn't he wanted to look good. All right. He was one of those guys. So this is why a lot of rappers did embrace um your boy Rick Flair, all right, the nature boy. But let's talk about his situation here. Rick Flair splits from fifth quote wife, all right, but insists that they were never married despite a glitzy um ceremony. I'm gonna get back to the war. I'm gonna get back to the war uh probably today. <laughs> it says wrestling icon Rick Flair has announced his separation from wife Wendy. Barlow, although the Nature Boy is denying that the pair ever officially got married, Ric Flair is he is he pulling one of these? Oh my gosh, he's pulling the we never got a marriage license. <laughs> oh my goodness, wrestling legend Ric Flair denied he even married Wendy Barlow after announcing the pair has ended their relationship. Ric Flair, age seventy two, who just recently turned seventy three, I think three days ago. Shout out to Ric Flair. Hey, and congratulations, man, to live the life that you have, Rick. And uh, to make it a 73 and still looking pretty good, hey, that gives us hope out here. And there's something else that gives us hope here. Uh, seemingly got hitched for the fifth time in September 2018 when he married Barlow, also known as the, the Fifi the Maid. And she was age 61, or she's age 61 now. And they hosted a glamorous uh, ceremony on a rooftop of the Pearl Hotel in Rosemary Beach, Florida. However, on Monday, the 16-time world champion told his 1.1 Twitter followers after taking uh, some time apart, they already separated. Winnie and I have decided to go our separate ways. And just like a baby boomer, he capitalizes every single word. And it says, please respect our privacy. Mm. Nope. No, 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 no. A marriage is public. When you have a ceremony in public and you go around saying that this person is your wife in public, when you get divorced, you face scrutiny. So no privacy, sir. Uh, please respect our fa uh, privacy in our family during this time. I will love and cherish all of the memories together forever. I had to sneeze. And it says, and I will be forever, forever be thankful for all she's done to make my life better. And so like a baby boomer, he needed her to drag her all around the country for nine years to help him with this business instead of hiring a business partner. This is what men do. You build a business, you bring a woman into the business that you're romantically linked to instead of a business partner. And then she's, oh, she's going to help me with this stuff. Why don't you hire a business apartment, uh, a partner instead of hiring a woman? Why are you going to keep all the money? Like, what is this? This is crazy here. Uh, this is them in 2020. As you can see, she's a little bit, she's older. She's older. We're going to get to that in a minute. Flip went on, Flair went on to say the separation would be a, quote, opportunity for Wendy and praise her for taking care of him uh, throughout all their times together. See, this is how baby boomers look at women. You guys look at women like they're supposed to run around here uh, changing your diaper, following you around like a puppy. <laughs> Okay, those days are over and baby boomers have been the ones to have miserably failed in this endeavor. Okay, they bring someone around, they bring, they drag the woman around, the, the woman wipes your rear end, pause, and then all of a sudden when she's ready to go her separate way or you're done with her, you kick her to the curb. This, women do not make good business partners, okay? In 2017, the American uh, was the, diagnosed with uh, alcoholic 
cardiomyopathy. And they, that has led to further health complications, including kidney fa failure. I hope he gets better. And the Nature Boy has told people that they won't be a, any need for divorce proceedings with their previous ceremony simply a show of commitment and not an official marriage. He says, it was just a ceremony. We were never married. All right. Wow. Wow. Mm. Actress Barlow who met Flair first time when they were working together at World Championship Wrestling in 1993. She was, I believe, on stage during the debacle of the Shockmaster, if anybody remembers that. Somebody's asking me, we're going to pause. We're going to pause you. Yes, we're going to do a stream on Ukraine. We're going to do a stream on Ukraine. We're going to put you in timeout. Relax. Uh, when the Shockmaster debuted, she was on stage, all right, uh, during that debut. So this is how far they go back. And also confirmed that the couple never applied for a wedding certificate and revealed that they had been living apart since August of last year. August of last year. So that was August 2021. So they've been apart for some five months. Flair's blessed renowned for uh best renowned for his wrestling exploits. Okay, we're not gonna get into that. You guys know Ric Flair and uh his wild commentary and all of that stuff and his string of marriages. And there he is on Twitter right here. And this was announced January in 30 uh 31st here, putting all capital letters on every single word and talking about their separation and wish for privacy and whatnot. And then she says, he says, FYI, traveling around the country with me is not an easy job. Thank you, Wendy, for all that you've done. The door is never closed. Please respect who she is and I am and who I am. Shout out to you. Put some respect on your name. But the door is never closed. Mm. We'll see about that. It says this is an opportunity for Wendy, who has spent four years taking care of me. There's some more baby boomer stuff right there. In Generation X, do not get comfortable. I got some words for these generations here. I got some words for you. I got some words for you. Taking care of me every day uh, during my period of illness. She deserves every minute of the rest of her life to be who she is. Lovely, kind-hearted, intelligent, and not have to take care of me. All right? So he's releasing her. He's giving her her walking papers. And so let's take a trip. Let's take a trip. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can get some music. Let's take a trip down Ric Flair's marriages okay let's take a trip down rick flair's marriages all right shout out to the nature boy again if you're just joining me the baby boomers have made a mockery of marriage this is the point of this stream all right the baby boomers and 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 you generations i'm gonna get on your asses in a minute okay don't 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 rest i want you to take notes of what the baby boomers are doing because that's gonna be you guys all right you old generation xers trying to get married off of a YouTuber's advice, all right? You guys, guys, baby, I'm mean, sorry, Gen X, sit your ass down, all right? Sit. Mm. I'm tired of these old generations. Hey, pack it up. Pack it up. I'm tired of you old generations out here. All right, Generation X people trying to get married and make it work for the second, third time. You're going to be like Ric Flair in another 25 years, five marriages under your belt. And this is why I don't trust the statistics. This is why I don't trust you guys with marriage. This is why I don't look at what millennials are doing. We're going to get to that. 
Because you guys are like, well, the millennials are staying together. Today they are. Give them another 45 years. I bet you they'll have two or three more divorces under that. <laughs> they bell. Come on. Just like Gen X, you guys are on your second. Do- uh, you guys have already been divorced once or twice. Give yourselves another 25 years. You'll catch up to the baby boomers too. All right, you'll catch up. Hey, Gen X, Gen X, everybody listen. Throw the damn towel. Gen X, throw the damn towel. And what I'm what I'm loving is Gen X always parading their current marriage around. Well, I got married and divorced once and twice, but my my current marriage is going good. What? <laughs> Let me go ahead and put up the tweet. My current marriage, we're 10 years in. <laughs> like, you ain't even been, like, you're barely considered a long-term marriage. Give it give it five more years. I'll be watching a cock clout now. Give me, give me, put 10 more years in. I guarantee you will be done. 70% of y'all will be done. Yeah, smart guy, we're going to get to that. All right, so let's get here. The baby boomers have made a mockery of marriage, and you guys continue to want to go out there. And not only that, the baby boomers are sitting here guilting you into not being married. Look at their statistics. Look at this. All right, Ric Flair's five ex-wives here. Wrestling, uh, let me see here. Let's go down to it. This is an older article. Uh, Ric Flair had two children with his first wife, Leslie Goodman. And I believe those are his first two children. Boy, the girl looks, boy, they both look like Ric Flair. All right, that's definitely his kids. Those are definitely his kids. They look just like him. All right, and so is David Flair still alive? I think I remember Dave. One of his sons died, no? I think one of his sons, if I can remember correctly, it says Leslie and Rick married in 1971 and went on to have two children. The couple were married for more than a decade, and when they announced, they filed for divorce in 1983. So Reed passed away. All right, David L. Reed. Oh, boy. All right, so both of them passed, if I'm not mistaken. I I can't keep track. The marriage is the only one, wait, the marriage is one of the only ones that didn't end in the media circus of court proceedings. Okay, Reed died. David Flair passed away a long time ago. Good Lord. Boy, man, that is just a sad situation. So he's lost two sons. Man, man, man. God, that's painful. That is painful. Hey, guys, you, you know, you're not supposed to be burying your children. You're not supposed to be burying your children. Oh, man, man, man. That's painful. I feel bad for the guy. All right, so I can see why he might have got into some drug usage. All right, it says right here, the marriage is, the, okay, it says the only the marriage is the only one that didn't end in media circus of court proceedings. And it seems that it was ended amicably between the two former partners. Leslie now goes by the last, I'm not going to reveal that. All right, and out him. Oh, David is still alive. Okay, Reed is the younger son. All right, David's still alive. Shout out to David Flair, former champion of the world, I believe. So just one son. David's still alive. All right, shout out to, okay, so shout out. We don't want to put him in the grave already. All right, second marriage. Ric Flair was married to Elizabeth Harrell for more than two decades. Okay, Flair's second marriage to Elizabeth and also produced two children, which is Reed and Ashley. Ashley, I believe, is Charlotte. 
from the World Wrestling Federation. All right, so that's 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 the son here. Good Lord. So this is Reed, I believe, is the one who passed away. Yeah. And this is Ashley who goes by Charlotte. All right. So Charlotte is the wrestler. So they were produced from the second marriage. And it says, and it lasted even longer than the first 23 years. Tra tragedy then struck the Flair family in 2013 when Reed was found not alive in a hotel room of an accidental overdose. We're not going to talk about that demise there. Harold was Flair's longest marriage. The marriage also had allegations of abuse. According to the Grantland in 2005, the divorce case with Elizabeth Harrell, wife number two, Flair's lawyers lodged accusations against Beth. All right. The Bleacher Report in an expose of Flair's troubled behavior described a litany of bad behaviors allegedly by Ric Flair. They range from alleged abuse to racial slurs to parading around a mistress. All right. Shout out to him and shout out to Ashley and Charlotte Flair. Ashley, the daughter of Elizabeth and Ric Flair, is also well-known, too. She is known as Charlotte on the professional wrestling circuit, a.k.a. Charlotte wrote on Instagram. We don't care about all that. All right, so the third wife, Tiffany Vandermark. Uh, Flair's third wife was a fitness instructor. The marriage between Flair and Tiffany. Did I say Tammy? Tiffany was relatively short-lived and did not produce any children. Well, I mean, I can see why. All right, there was no children to be produced. And it says here, it was also tumultuous, according to Grantland, which reported in 2009, Flair filed a complaint, a criminal complaint against Tiffany, wife number three, whom he accused of hitting him in the face with a phone charger. You guys don't know nothing but toxic relationships. You don't know nothing but toxic relationships. Good Lord. Tiffany's Facebook page, Facebook page. Today, shout out to everybody on Facebook. Thanks for giving me a thumbs up. I know I don't visit you often. I can't stand Facebook as an app, All right, but shout out to everybody on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't producing any eggs. She didn't have no eggs to produce. Here is over here. Tiffany demonstrates a happy life. I'm not happy. <laughs> and she used to be in shape, but she's not now, but she's on a boat. All right. Uh, let's see if she has something here. I don't care about her business endeavors. Here it is right here. Um, they said the marriage, uh, things were getting rough. According to Bleacher Report, Flair repeatedly battled financial problems. That's what we're going to go into in a bit after our break. The article recounts one disturbing antidote reporting that when Flair and third wife Tiffany met at a local restaurant, met with the local restaurateur, Greg Leone, about a loan, Flair offered the engagement ring on her finger as collateral. The ugly allegations flew. A Bleacher Report author alleges Flair and Vandermark had their own ugly divorce. I had known uh, that she had taken some of his possessions, like an old ring robe, and some of and sold them to wrestling fans. But that was just the start of it. I'll. This is the short marriage, guys. This is the short marriage. I'll just quote the article here, quote, she allegedly broke into the home using a shovel. In the process, she destroyed Flair's Flair Bear stuffed animals and took 25. Also taken from the Flair house are, were 12 action figures and two handguns, three robes, a ruby necklace, and Flair's dog. Mm. 
Those were allegations reported by the Bleacher Report. Grantland reported that Tiffany and Flair separated two years into their marriage. That was two. This woman, this woman right here, two years. Oh, my goodness. Apex Predator. So I believe this is just an opinion here. She got married to Ric Flair, believing he was Ric Flair that had the money. But then once she find out, found out he didn't have the money, she flipped. All right. And then tried to take take his stuff. So she was coming into it thinking she cashed in. And then at the end, she had to cash out. That was the third ex-wife. And this dude proceeds to get married again. Flair's marriage to Jackie Bean led to domestic violation accusations. Oh, boy. Ric Flair. Put it away, sir. <laughs> the marriage between Flair and Beams also reportedly spec uh, ruptured spectacularly. She was uh, accused of abusing the wrestler. Okay, Ric Flair getting beat up by women. What is going on? I'm not laughing. This is just terrible. These women should be arrested. They should be fined and suspended. In 2010, the AP reported that Beams, this woman here, uh, this woman here, here, sure, he can pick them. He picked the wrong one. Beans was reportedly arrested after she allegedly attacked the WWE Hall of Famer and left him bloodied and bruised. According to the UK Daily Mail, the charges were dropped for lack of evidence. Quote, Bean reportedly used her teeth, arms, and legs in a dispute with her husband last night in their home in North Kakalaki. In 2012, UK Daily Report reported, quote, pro wrestling legend Hall uh, legend Ric Flair called the police to stop his wife from beating him. According to the report, the second he was, ne wait, the second he has needed authorities to intervene during a fight with his spouse. Oh boy, Flair and Jackie married in 2009 and were divorced by 20 and 12. He picked the wrong ones. TMZ reported that court documents show Jackie allegedly, quote, unquote, husband has had numerous intimate relationships with other women. Uh, where, where did it go here? With other women, where did it go? It moved up. Oh, during the party's marriage, to the embarrassment and humiliation of the wife, Flair's lawyer denied the allegations. So he's out here slanging salami, pause. He's married to her, and she can't take it. She says, I'm not happy. <laughs> Remember, gentlemen, although I am against marriage per se, under almost every normal circumstance, I am against cheating on wives. I am against cheating on wives. Why cheat on your wife in these days and age? Girls, Guys, girls are handing it out. They're passing it out. They're selling it. Normal girls. Man, just go in and get you a couple pieces of peace leave. You ain't got to go get married. Somebody says, this sounds exhausting as F. This is what guys put up with. You guys want to make marriage work so bad, you'll put up with all this toxicity. I can't say that word. In 2013, TMZ reported that an arrest warrant was issued for Jackie, sometimes called by her formal name, Jacqueline. After accusations, she made, quote, unquote, a series of harassing phone calls to Flair's new girlfriend, Wendy Barlow. And as we can see, the new girlfriend, Fifi the maid, Wendy Barlow, shows up and he allegedly marries her. Here it is right here. Flair moved on to a new woman, but he decided to keep her 
as his fiancee, and they have yet married. This is an older article. Barlow met Flair when they worked together in WCW, World Championship Wrestling. They engaged, they have been engaged for a year. And um, Barlow is the mother of four children of her own. Flair wrote on one photo of Barlow on Instagram, finer than summer uh, time wine. Finer than summertime wine. Okay, going forward right here. Going forward right here. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. I know this is a lot to handle. I know that was a very toxic relationship. All right, very toxic relationships this man here has had. But we're going to go forward. We're going to review Flair's statement on this one via fair use. We're also going to review his philandering in life, which he admits to. And then we're also going to uh, talk about, does he have a new piece of peace league? Is he going to continue this route of codependency? Did he visit the junior college? What is men's affinity for women? Why do you guys feel like in this day and age with the mockery the baby boomers have made in marriage? So we're going to talk about that next. Why do you think you can make this work? Why? (laughs) I mean, Ric Flair is an extreme example. But statistically, we're going to break it down. All right, so shout out to uh, Rooster Coburn says, Coburn, hey, coach, did you ever see when Rick Steiner roasted Ric Flair? There are clips on it on YouTube, and it's hilarious. Uh, Scott Steiner's crazy. Shout out to the big Papa Pump. We'll call him Big Papa Pump. Stokeman says, yo, coach, here's some coffee money. Been listening to you for years. Read your book and preaching the way. And preaching the way, uh, keep doing what you do. I'm an American living in the UK, land of the Kayleys. Oh, my goodness, man. Is If only their teeth were good, all right? Are their teeth good out there? If their teeth are good, I'm in. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throw in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to... Shout out to Kaylee. Kaylee is our residential confirmation that the uh, sloppy yogurt, it can be fun. Sloppy yogurt. Ed says, I don't, he says, I know a guy, Wink Week, who allegedly attended the same college as the Kaylee that allegedly is dating Flair now. She can be described as an apex apex Josie back then. This isn't, uh, if he isn't smart, the family fortune may, you know, the rest. We're going to talk about that family fortune, too. We're definitely going to talk about that family fortune. We're going to talk about that next sloppy yogurt that he's on. Appreciate you, Ed. Uh, the William Dabbs experience, as Ric Flair once said while cutting a promo, girls, you can be first. I'm uh, sorry, girls, you can't be first, but you all can be next. <laughs> mm. Yeah, at some point, we got to go ahead and grow on up out of that. All right, girls, you can't be first, but you all can be next. Shout out to Ric Flair. Amari says Jason Momoa moved back with Lisa Bonet, and they are giving it a second try, trying to work it out. Give him the buzzer. You know what happened? You know what happened? It's like what most people do is, uh, especially baby boomers, not baby boomers, especially people who have been in marriages for a while. They want to go out there and test the market in these streets, right? They want to go out there and test the market. So women will go out there and test the market and they'll start to go fumble around. They'll get on. See, when they're when they're married, let's go ahead and give you an example of what I'm talking about. here. Beautiful. I got a question. 
Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe it too. She'd be tied up in these streets. And so what'll happen is while they're married, they'll get ping ping and they'll get all kind of guys and girls promising them things. The guys will have see all this peacefully walking around there and they'll want to get a, a taste. They'll want to get a dabble. And they want to get out of their marriage contract enough to go follow, fool around out there. Women, too. Women say, I don't need you. I got all these guys in my DMs and all this stuff. And I want to go out there and shake my ass. I, they just got to go test it out. But then when they go out there, they realize it's a bunch of bullshit. It, they, they're like, it's worse out here. So, again, the grass is greener syndrome comes up for both men and women. And they go out there. Jason Momoa probably knocked down junior college girls. He probably went on a bender. He probably went on a bender. He was out there like caramel complexion. He was out there. I want dark chocolate, caramel, vanilla, all right, olive skin. This dude probably went nuts, banging every damn thing. And then he probably dealt with toxic women, women that thought they was going to get married and take his money. And he was like, oh, forget all this. I'll go back. All right. And then same thing with Lisa Bonet. But she'd been in them streets for before, so she already knew. She went out there and banged around. She thought somebody was going to. She was like, you know what? I'll just go back and be married. <laughs> I'll just go back and be married. Forget it. And I can understand it because the grass is not greener on either side. I think if you're married, if you're a woman, I want you to listen. I want you to listen. Do not leave your husband think you're going to level up. You're not going to level up. I know many women that have left their marriages and they get a little freedom. The freedom is good, but you're not getting a better man than you got. All right, that's the best man you're going to get. All right, the ones you're going to get, you're gonna, they're lying to you, misleading you. They're going to get a couple pieces of peace, leave and bounce them. Okay, so just go on and stay with that man. If you're a man and you think you're going to get, all you're going to not hear is some peace, leave, and it's tainted. All right, you're going to catch an STD probably before you find a good, proper woman. <laughs> just stay your ass there. All right, don't, the grass ain't greener. But Jason Momoa moved back with an old woman. I don't know. I would have stayed chill. I would have I would have chilled out. But what people don't understand is there's an answer. There's a middle ground. There's the free agent lifestyle. You know what I mean? They want to go out there and find a better partner. No, don't find a better partner. Just, just live your own life. Free agent lifestyle. That's the answer. You guys got to really put women in their proper perspective. I think Disney, I think this romance culture that we live in has definitely conditioned you to believe that another person is your answer on this earth. I mean, I've <laughs> you guys literally think that you, you think about all the time you spend on trying to find another romantic partner complete you to an extent. Then you move in. I, I've been telling you, I don't know. I don't want to go off here, but men and women are not compatible. The only way you make the, yourselves compatible, I mean, because first of all, you got to find the compatible partner, which is almost impossible. And people are lazy. So this is what you'll do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to go off here. This is what you'll do. And I know what people will do. And this is what lazy people do. What, you, what will happen is you get out of a relationship. Women already have the next person up, all right? And so instead of taking a break and working on herself, 
which people will tell her to not do, she'll get into another partnership with the person they've already been setting up. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's they, they, they overlap. So she never gets a break and she never gets time to vet more people and date and date around and all of that stuff. And she's not patient. She's got to have somebody and she will take anybody that will work. Okay. You find you look good and plug them in. And she'll spend a couple of days, days, months, and years trying to make that work. And it doesn't work. What men will do, what men will do is you'll go out there because you're broke. And you'll go out on three, four, maybe five dates. And because you're broke, this dating process, which is prostitution, by the way. This dating process becomes expensive. It starts becoming expensive. You're like, damn, it's exhausting. You got to get up, get dressed, line your hair up, line your beard up, take a shower two, two, three times a day. Get your Stacey Adams on, put your Jordans on, outfit, reservations, dinner, meet up, meet up with the broad. Hey, just getting, just getting a woman to meet up with you is time consuming. What date works for you? What date? What time? What place? All right, this works out. If you're doing this over and over again, you're trying to do this with 5, 10, 15 people, and then you whittle it down to two or three that you got, get on a date. Now you're going out on dates, date number one, date number two, date number three, it start adding up. And this is where you make a mistake. This is where you make the mistake because you're broke and all you want is the bust a nut. You start doing this thing and find, to try to find a partner. And then it starts adding up again, becoming too expensive and time consuming. You basically take the people that you've matched up with and then you go, I'll make it work with these groups of people. So you've only talked to 15 people, maybe 20. You've only met with three, maybe four. And then you say, I'll make it work with one of these four. I'll make it work with one of these four because it's adding up the cost, the time cost, the opportunity cost. The, the expense, the, the, you're like, whatever. All right, these four right here. And then you work it out. You whittle it down between one of these four. And then you pick one or two. And then you try to make it right on out. And it doesn't work. And this is the problem. You need to date 100 plus people before you make a decision on one. You need to date 100 plus. Because before you got married, before you settled down with your first mate, you dated 100 people. It took you 100 losses to get to the one. But then when you break up, you try to go back and find another one. And then you go through one, two, three, four. And then you're like, all right. Just relax. You, you don't need another partner right now. Just fix your life first, Ayana Van Zandt. You guys always trying to date and then you try to get work your way around it, free dating them, playing games, manipulating. This is both men and women. Lying, cheating, spinning plates. Just sit your ass down. You guys are lazy daters. It's dating is, is or dating per se, relationship pursuing is very exhausting, but it is a very serious Thing that you're trying to uh serious endeavor but what you do is you do it you cut it off because it gets too expensive or you're lazy and you don't want to put in the time and effort to find a right partner and then you end up picking the wrong one and trying to make it work with the wrong one 
<laughs> it's it's goofy. Anyway, just chill the hell out. But men and women can't chill out because you're always like, well, I'm lonely. J.L. Belton says, uh, Belton says, keep up the good work. Legend in the making. Thank you, sir, man. We are trying to make this work. We good advice. One White Pony, remember Hulk Hogan's divorce? That was a horrible grade divorce, brother. He signed up for number two. Let's hope it lasts. Yeah, man. I'm looking at why these guys continue to do it. All right, Abby Sandy, he says, what it do, CGA, getting this workout in on a Monday, plus hearing this RP knowledge is priceless, keep dropping these dimes, and there ain't nothing wrong with not having a partner. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with just sampling the market. There's nothing wrong with not dating. Everybody thinks you're constantly supposed to be dating and pursuing. Guys, listen to me, young guys. You're not supposed to just be pursuing all the time. No, you're not. Don't listen to these people. You're not supposed to be pursuing. What you're supposed to be doing is enjoying life and then building whatever you want the hell you want to build. If you want to build a cabin out in Montana or you want to build yourself to a multi-millionaire status, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Learning skill, hunting, enjoying your life, hobbies, traveling. Okay, building your business, whatever it is. I'm telling you, women are a byproduct of all of that stuff. You're going to meet women along the way. Along the way of doing all that stuff, women going to either be looking at you, lining up, or you'll meet them by proxy, by virtue of what you're doing. You're not supposed to be running around begging for women. It is goofy, and only, uh, only, only men that don't have nothing about themselves will tell you some goofy shit like that. You're supposed to be sourcing women. No, women are supposed to be lining up for your ass. If you're supposed to be sourcing women, and then you claim that women only bang the winners at the winners at the finish line, how does that mesh? That's two different. That's two different messages that you're uh, passing along. That's two different contradictory messages. You're supposed to be sourcing women, and then also. Women only hang at the finish line to bang the winners. Okay, why don't I work my way to the front of the finish line? <laughs> right. Instead of sourcing women. The, the source is at the end of the finish line. That's where it's at. All right, so anyway. Anyway, let's get into this, man. I'm, I got a couple more because I'm trying to get the KT King. Yeah, one dude's got one eye that's bad. All right, shout out to Fast. Bandicoot says Flair was seen with a 28-year-old last week. We're going to get to that in a minute. And he also said Charlotte Flair's nudes were nothing special. Well, if you can see the way she's built, and I'm not taking away from her. Well, she's not my type. Let's just say that. Everybody thinks I'm supposed to just be like an all-white girl. Not me. Uh, she, built like a, she built like a square. <laughs> she's not my type at all. I can't do nothing with all that. I mean, I could. If it was laying on my couch, but nah, yeah, she don't look like nothing special. <laughs> I'm not getting to if she's what or what. Yeah, I ain't doing all of that. Oh, Alexa Bliss, though, is a different story, but not Charlotte. KT King, our residential wrestler. Can we call you a wrestler? He says, thank you, CGA, for the earlier shout out. He says, Steve Austin is on his third marriage. The Undertaker is on his third marriage. Booker T, five time, five time, is on his second marriage. And Hulk Hogan on his second. Being married multiple times is common in wrestling. Yes, indeed. All right, Swing Out Museum, likes up, subscribers up. Hit the join button. Hey, let's get to 1,000 likes. Warhammer says, I can't stand codependent people, Sigma lifestyle. Yes, indeed, man. 
And last one, Ed Brooks, Edward Brooks. Love the show. Ric Flair is a true entertainer. Shout out to the coach gang. I love Ric Flair. Pause. Let's get to this. Let's get to this. We're going to get to his finances. Let's get to his finances. All right. Uh, Vince McMahon gave WWE legend an $800,000 loan and advised him to, to declare bankruptcy. During the interview with the Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, latest edition of Broken Skull Session, Ric Flair talked about his personal life and the troubles he faced outside the ring. Flair stated that he is glad he met his current wife, Wendy. This was of April in 2020. Who has sorted out his life? <laughs> Why don't you? Hey, men, I'm going to ask you something. Men, men. Why don't you hire a business person for your financial affair? What the hell is some woman going to do who ain't got no job? What is she going to sort your life? Her life ain't even sorted out. Her, if she's available right now, her life ain't even sorted out. That's like me finding some, any woman out here. Hey, sort my life out. And her life is a disaster. She's a financial advisor. <laughs> why are you guys, come on, man. Why don't y'all hire professionals? And why is this Vince McMahon video running in the background? McMahon. By the way, he's one of the un most underrated entrepreneurs there are out here. Vince McMahon deserves his flowers, although he's an a-hole. And he's got some things working against him. He's managed to make the WWE what it is all by just sheer hustle. All right, so Flair stated, I'm sorry here, uh, Wendy helped sort out his life, helping him make good choices in life. In the interview, Flair revealed how uh, Vince McMahon has helped him over the years. Flair spoke emotionally about his battle he faced in the hospital and all this stuff. And it says right here, uh, where is it? Uh, oh, it says something about here. It says the 16-time world champion said he did not have money at all. Right there. There's the money right there. It says Flair said that he was just too wild back in his heyday because of how popular he was. The 16-time world champion said he did not have money at all and how McMahon helped him. Loan him $800,000. Now, later on, Ric Flair uh, went on to say that he had a million dollars or something like that. I don't know where I can find that, um, that he has everything paid off and such and such. But, guys, this is a guy that made probably up in excess of $5 million over 40-some years, and he ended up broke. How did he end up broke? Well, let me recount the ways. Marriage one. Look at five ex-wives. We'll leave you broke. Five ex-wives will leave you broke, guys. All right? That's the plain and simple. If you watch the documentary broke about the NFL players, NBA players, most of it is spending money frivolously, hanger-ons, meaning helping out your homeboys in the hood, ex-wives, child support. Those are the four recipes of brokenness. <laughs> okay? Let's listen to Ric Flair here. Fair use. I just was wild with women. Is the number accurate? I mean, you hear Will Chamberlain says, t you know, 20, Warren Betty's 15, you know, Gene well, says I don't five, know you said 10,000. But I just. You partied that hard to go through 10,000 women is what, you know, like. Now, these are the guys that tell you banging women is the highlight of your life. 
banging women, get your high body count, chasing hoes, spinning plates, sourcing women. Now, these all things are good. I'm not telling you to not do any of these things, but there's a time and a place. There's a time of prioritizing that. All right. If you make women the focal point of your life, the focal point of your life, they will be your downfall. They will spend all of your money, give you a couple pieces of used out piece leave, and that's all you'll have to remember. I want you guys to remember, last time you were stroking some peace leave. This is for you young guys. I want you to remember the last time you stroked some peace leave. Now, can you get that same feeling right now? Can you think about it like this and get the same feeling of stroking it? No, it's gone. That feeling's gone. Your balls have been emptied already, and you already just filled them up already from the last time you stroked some. It's gone. So if you can look back and said, I had 10,000 women, you still don't got the results. What do you have to show for it? Nothing. You have nothing to show for it. The feelings all gone. They disappear. And the 304s that disappeared when your money disappears. Period. It's just like, yes, it's, it's just another high. The feeling's gone, man. The thrill is gone. They're gone. And you got nothing to show for it. Let's continue. You know, that's, I mean, well, I don't know if it's 10,000. Got it. What if I told you 500? You'd say, bullshit. I'm not changing my lifestyle. I'm four or five women every day of my life. I don't know, 500, you know, a year is 365 days. If you're yeah. touring all the yeah. time, you know, you just got to do, do the math do, that do, way. Do, do 44 years on the road. That's how you come up. Give me a break. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got hey, I've been, I got married in Canada in Niagara Falls and divorced in Niagara Falls on one weekend. <laughs> See, that's that's a painful laugh. If you want to know what bitter and hurt sounds like, right there. I got married and divorced in Niagara Falls in the in the same weekend. That's a laugh of that's what cost me money. That's the type of reckless life that I live. Yeah, people see people say he's proud. That's not proud. He's painful. That's pain. That's a pain laugh. He laughing at himself for how gumpy he is. All right, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, his soul is crying. That's his soul crying out. That's his soul. Just to make the chick happy. <laughs> Just to make the chick happy. See, you guys, you young guys will learn this over time. This man's in his 70s, and he got nothing but painful stories and old stories about old slain peace leave from the 80s. He's sitting back like you old, old, uh, old, old pickup artists in your mid-40s talking about your players. Your life is halfway over, and you talk about past peace leave you slayed in 1987. I used to slay peace leave in 87 and 93. Sit your ass down. Nobody care about that old peace leave you slain. Matter of fact, if I saw the picture of the woman, that the, the current picture of the woman that you slayed back in 1987, I guarantee oh, oh, she'd be, she be a busted Pillsbury biscuit can. Nobody cares about that old stank you got. Nobody cares, bro. They're, they're, the, they're, the, they're the ghost of peace leave past. The funk of 40,000 years. Nobody care about that old stuff you used to get. <laughs> Remember, girls. Remember. 
when Ric Flair's in town. Showtime. Woo. But I want to know, like, you know, talk. So there you go right there. That's the old PUAs. I used to bang chicks. I used to bang hot chicks in the day. Nobody care about all that stuff. Sit your ass down. Did you bang anybody yesterday? That's all I want to know. Did you get some? And what? And what did you get yesterday? All right. If she wasn't under the age of 28, I don't want to hear about it. I don't care how old you are. She need to be under the age of 28 for it to count. Matter of fact, for here's the new rule for old guys. If you're over 40 and it wasn't under 28, it don't count. <laughs> that is that is the new rule. That's the new rule we're going by. I would play this clip, but it's on Ric Flair's page. But uh, I'll play a little bit of it. Here he is crying. Check it out. Some things going on in your life that I know you wanted to shed a, a, a little light on. Uh, please feel free. The floor is yours. Oh, I was going to talk about. Um... If you know Ric Flair, he always crying. So this is a woman. He's talking about his separation from Wendy. Here he is right here. This is years of this is how you guys this is how you guys are going to look. listening to YouTubers trying to tell you to get married. Divorce once, twice, three, four times. You're in your 70s crying. Tears of a gump. Tears of a gump. The tears of a gump. Shout out to Ric Flair now, by the way. This is thanks for leading the way, by the way. You know, one night is painful when you never can break this whole marriage and relationship thing and never can find this guy had his purpose. He guys had, he, he won the lottery. He had an opportunity of a lifetime and this is what he's looking like. Just think about this. He had an opportunity of a lifetime that many of you guys won't have. And guess what? At the end of it, this is how you're doing. You banged that you allegedly banged 10,000 women. You you marry four or five times. You have kids. You have all the things that they're preaching about. Your legacy. Access to women. Holes. Wet holes. You had your purpose. And you still ended up. Now, what is legacy? What is legacy in you? What's going on? This is why you got to really find your purpose and stick to it. What does peace leave got him right now, bro? Just the issues that are went down between myself and Wendy. And he talking about a woman he met while he was it. Well, he met her earlier, but allegedly married while he was 70, bro. Man, by 70, I'm going to, you know what? Let me show you. This is what I'm going to have when I'm 70. Let me show y'all. <laughs> I'm going to be somewhere chilling, and this is going to be my nurse right here. This is going to be my nurse. She's going to take it. She's going to take it. She's going to take all my money from me, but I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be like, baby, you can have what you got. Baby, I'm yours if you want me. Baby, I'm yours. Hey, take what you need, baby. Take what you need. I got it. I got what you want. <laughs> Take what you need today. Just leave me here. Just rub me out one time. 
just rub me the right way, rub me the right way, and then go on about your business. Let me have mine. All right, let's listen to a little bit more fair use. And everybody wants to just be negative. What what disappoints me negative is that um she still runs my business affairs, handles my personal life. There's nothing wrong with our relationship. <laughs> I am really difficult to live with. <sighs> sad to see, man. This is a sad sight. But, but Ric Flair allegedly spotted age 72, now 73, at the LAX with a 28-year-old blonde who tenderly adjusts his mask and fixes his shirt less than a month after he separated from his wife, Whitney Barlow. The WWE legend with, was with 28-year-old Kelly Brewster, who hails from New Jersey. Oh, no, and now lives in Tampa, Florida. It sounds like he's got another apex predator. Here it is right here. There's the nature boy. He's moved on in life with, check who's in the background, Louis Vuitton uh, bag right here. I can't remember what they call this bag, but she's got a Louis Vuitton bag. All right. There it is. Sloppy yogurt and all. She right there with the junior college. Flat backs. Flat backs. All right. She flat backed it all the way from shoulder blade all the way back down to her Achilles heel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me see. More flat backs. You know, it takes a lot to contain all that sloppy yogurt in there. It's soft. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, wealthy men, these men love them flat back. He said Pancake Express. <laughs> Pancake Express, flat backs. All right, here we go. Uh, that's is that Kaylee? Kaylee, is that you? Let me see if that's Kaylee. I think that's Kaylee right here. Where is she at? Oh, I can't find it on time. I missed my timing. That is Kaylee. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no Right here, Ric Flair out here with them flatbacks. All right, shout out to Rick. I see you, sir. 28. And somebody said she out at the, she an apex predator. She kind of looked like an apex predator. She tried to juice him for his duckets. Oh, look at this. Do you guys want to be this, bro? <laughs> there she is right there. Bro, I wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw her at age 73. Ric Flair just love getting finesse, don't he? There's his previous ex-wife. Look at it. Oh, oh, Ric Flair. God, oh, my goodness. Oh, yo. Ric Flair love getting finesse. Like, this woman about to finesse every two, all of the $2.50 that this dude got. I hope he's enjoying access to her. And I hope he's getting some of that flat back. Surfing USA. And by the way, guys, I don't know if you guys know, brothers. There is nothing firm about this person, all right? Once you get that, you're going to feel, where's our guy? KM Low, sloppy. Yep, this stuff is slop, slop-a-lop. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> Rick's last ride on Space Mountain. Yikes. 
Let's talk about uh, baby boomers. Take a look at this. This is November 2020. Baby boomer divorces are on the rise. I am a nasty woman. Wait a minute. Now, baby boomers are in their 70s, bruh. They're 60, 70. And as of last year, it's on the rise. This is why you cannot say, well, marriage, the, 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 the divorce statistics are going down. No, the marital rate is going down. So by virtue, the divorce statistics are going down. This is why you can't say millennials are more traditional and their marriage are lasting longer. You can't say that because they still have another 40 years to live. If they follow anything like the baby boomers, they're getting divorced in their 60s and 70s and damn near going into their 80s. Throughout the recent years, the number of divorces among age people age 50 and older, which that's Gen Z too, have risen substantially. According to the data from Pew Research, 10 out of every 1,000 people out of age uh, over age 50 are divorced as of 2015. In 1990, the divorces per 1,000 was only five. The numbers, I'm sorry, this means the numbers of divorces amongst the baby burner generation have doubled. Who wants to get gray divorced? Who wants to get, get divorced at 65? The baby boomers have made a mockery of marriage. The baby boomers, and it says the same data shows that the rate of divorce among people over age 65 has nearly tripled. Tripled. So again, this is why you can't look at it and say, well, the, the, the millennials are doing better. No, the phenomenon has caught the attention of social scientists and researchers who study divorce trends. The increase is often referred to as a gray divorce, which I've preached about for several years now because it affects people who are older and who are more likely to be near or in retirement. Well, let me tell you something. If you get divorced in your 60s, 50s, you're never retiring. It's not going to happen. Shifting attitudes towards divorce first, uh, experts say modern attitudes during divorce have changed from the 60s and 70s, where many baby boomers got married. This generation was raised to revere marriage as an unassailable institution, and many were brought up to think that divorce, uh, think of divorce as failure or giving up. Today, there is less of a stigma associated with divorce. Modern individuals are more inclined to pursue their personal happiness. Which can sometimes mean leaving a difficult and unsuccessful marriage. See, this is why you can't get married. Um, this is why you should not because uh, because when you look at it, they can pull the trigger easily. Oh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> it says right here, increased lifespan. This is another thing I warmed you of. When you get married forever, the idea is that you're supposed to be married forever. Well, if I get married at 25... I got to live with this person for 55, 60 years is almost impossible. In fact, over a 40-year period, 70% of marriages, they end. I'll show you the statistics on that. Additionally, people live up. Additionally, people today have a greater life expectancy than people in previous generations. In 2018, the life expectancy in the United States was um, a little over age 78. Not only are people living longer, they're living healthier. They're living healthier lives. Like. You know, 
when I was growing up, it seemed that people that were in their 50s were on their last leg, right? You know, they had one foot in the grave. When they were in their 50s, they caught, the, the old ladies curled their rollers up and they just sat there and waited to die, all right? So, you know, these people worked hard jobs. They in, inhaled chemicals uh, at the plant. They went through hard laborous jobs. You know what I mean? They worked on the police force, retired after 25 years, but they were age 50 because they started at age 25, right? And so they just waited to die. Now people are literally living healthy lives age 55, 60, 65, 70. And Viagra. Let's talk about Viagra's on the market. Not only that, uh, women, there's a woman that I was watching, there a commercial came up, and this woman was in her 60s talking about, and I have a crazy sexual appetite. So now you have people later in their years that can still perform sexually. Where in the past, people didn't do that. They just stayed married and in a sexist marriage and let their salami go limp, pause. So co combined all of these modern features, marriage is almost unsustainable. And I'm just letting you know, if you're in a marriage now, or a relationship now. I don't know how you're touting that as success because as we know, all it takes is something to go the opposite way. It doesn't take much for that to swing in the opposite direction immediately. Let's go through these um, uh, super chats. But the baby boomer started this mess. Okay, I, I'm just letting y'all know. Uh, oh, wait, one more thing. I'm sorry. I, I, I do have to show this right here because they broke it down by generation. OK. Um, right here. Divorce rates by the generation. Break it down. Divorce rates by generation. There's an article here. There are currently six living generations. You have the GI generation um, right here. These are the people that were World War. But these people are on their last leg. All right. These are people older than 75. Right. I believe that you have the mature silent generation. All right, these are people over the age of 75, and then you have um, the baby boomers, okay? And they call this widely regarded as self-centered, this age group, also called the me generation, pushed at the traditional social constructs and boundaries. Remember I said they swallowed every agenda possible. Every agenda that you live with today has probably originated with the baby boomers. I mean, feminism, I mean, feminine, uh, third wave feminism, baby boomers. I mean, they were the ones who were the adults when that was that that came in. All right. Um, you go all the way back to, um, you know, any of the 1970s, the 1960s flower child, the, the whole free spirit, uh, the whole divorce, married divorce, the, the, the civil rights acts, the welfare. That's all. That's all the baby boomers, the hippies. That's baby boomers. All right. They swallowed up every generation. Uh, LSD, Timothy Leary, baby boomer. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, that's them. They wanted to do their own thing and live their own life. They were the ones that got rid of the housewife. You know, they, they are the ones that didn't want to be like their, their mothers who got walked all over. <laughs> right. They, they saw their mothers get walked all over. I ain't going to be that. I'm going to go be a free spirit. Generation X, which is my generation, although people thought, think I'm a baby boomer because I have gray hair, I'm a Gen Xer. Yeah, the crack, the crack generation, hip hop, baby boomers. 
Uh, Gen X, we were the ones latchkey kids, more independent as opposed to because we mostly grew up with ourselves. All right. It says more cynical about society and authority. That would be me. I'm very cynical. I don't believe ish. It says right here, they have an eye on individuality and are likely to create careers multiple times over their lives. So the baby boomers worked at the plant for 40 years. They worked in law enforcement for 25 years, retired. Baby boomers, I'm sorry, Generation X, we basically were like, we're going to make a way here. That didn't work. We're going to make a way here. That didn't work. Uh, we we're probably more likely to start our own business too. And they talked about the divorce rates right here. It says roughly 70% of marriages that took place in 1990 made it to its 15th anniversary. But what happened after that? <laughs> All right, this is up from 65% and the numbers continue to increase. The divorce rate for couples married in uh, the 2000s is even lower. So they said generation, generation X was less susceptible to do the married divorce than the generation before them, the boomers, millennials. Millennials, this is where people say, well, the millennials are sticking together. Problem. Problem. You don't have enough data. You don't have enough years. The oldest millennial is probably 42. And then the youngest one's probably around 27. You don't have near enough data to tout success with the millennials in marriage. So the millennials grew up raised by involved parents, helicopter parenting. Parenting out of books. The books told me don't tell uh, my kids no as their first words. Don't tell them no. Don't use a belt. Don't threaten them with punishment or corporal punishment. Don't threaten them with exercise. Don't make them do chores. Uh, give them therapy at age one. Let them wear a dress and paint their fingernails. Whatever they want. That's, that's the millennial generation. Participation trophy. Okay, they're more, uh, millennials have been more coddled and protected than any society of all time. Millennials never even heard of the word war. Millennials are shocked at what's going on in Russia right now. They're like, what? A country can invade another country? Yes. <laughs> Quote, unquote, invade. Yes, they can. They've been doing it for as far as I remember. But you're the first one that in America, you never even heard of it. <laughs> like, what? Mm. We grew up with war. They ain't never seen no war. It says right here, as far as marriage and divorce by generation, millennials continue some of Generation X's trends. Their marriage rate is the lowest. Their marriage rate is the lowest. So everybody's touting marriage is staying together. They're literally looking at the remainder of Gen X, what's remaining of Gen X. Because if you look at millennials, they're getting married. It says right here, millennials put marriage off or avoid it altogether at higher rates than ever. So don't think millennials are going to do it. Somebody says, I'm wrong. Millennials saw the Iraq war. You're looking at Gen Z. What? Gen Z, we grew up at the end of the Cold War, 10 years post-Vietnam. We saw Vietnam's veterans walking around talking and chewing, chewing nothing in their mouth. And then on the, on the tip of that, we saw the Iraq war in which we were the ones probably looking at getting drafted. So we went through cycles, end of the Cold War, 10 years post-Vietnam, and then walking right into the Iraq war in high school. No, that was Gen X saw plenty of war. Gen X saw plenty of war. <laughs> All right, so anyway, 
uh, compared to 36% for Gen X, 48% for baby boomers, and 65% for married silence. So here it is right here, mature silence. As you can see throughout the years, marriage has gone as a declining asset with the uh, millennials marrying at extremely lower rates. Extremely lower. It says right here, the boomlets, this is Generation Z, we don't know yet because they're still between the ages of 15 and 26, 25 and 14, whatever it is, something like that. All right, so we don't know yet. But just as far as we're concerned here, generation-wise, if you're touting marriage being successful, you're looking at Gen X and millennials. The boomers destroyed it. And millennials got married at way less rates, way less. I mean, almost more than half less than baby boomers. So what are we talking about? There's no way you can use that. And, and last point of that, millennials, don't they're not even off the clock yet. This is the millennials right now. This, this is the millennial marriage rate right now. You're looking at it like, hey, they're they're doing pretty good. They haven't even gotten started yet. <laughs> There's not enough data. Right now, they're up, but give it, they got 40 more. They got 50 more years to live. I guarantee you, all right? They'll be just as bad as everybody else with less marriage to even look at. All right, shout out to uh, where we at here. Ed says, speaking of the WWE, the brothers, brothers going crazy on the new chick. Nikita Lyons and she's thick. I don't know, man. I've been watching the new WWE. I'm too much of an old school wrestling fan. Nikita Lyons, WWE. Let me, let me, let me pull up what y'all talking about here. Over here. Oh. Yeah, she thick. All right. I'll pop it up on the screen. We not simping the day. We do have a simping episode. But she a thick white girl right here. Um, yeah, brothers. Um, listen, I've been there, done that. I'm a going and pass. <laughs> yeah, she, she looks nice and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looked, I've been there, done that. I've been there, done that. I, I've, I've grown past all of that. You know what I mean? It ain't, you know, she's good for you younger brothers. No, she's the current modern version of, you know, this is, this is the person that, Black men who don't have access to white women or the first white women that they get access to, they go, they do this, right? They do this. And she's been ran through more times than a Holland Tunnel, all right? And she's been mud sharking for centuries, all right? So, you know what I mean? That's the first white girl black men who don't have access to white girls go to. Like, that's California black dudes don't go for none of that because we, we don't have restraints. That's something that some dude in the South or Chicago goes after. Right, some dude in Chicago that never could go over it with no white woman. That's the first one you get right there. That's your introductory. <laughs> yeah. I've grown past that. I've I've grown past that since like college. All right. <laughs> Just the Paul, you know, that's a Midwestern. The the first <laughs> the first time somebody from a Midwestern city ventures outside into their country 25 miles away and they find a white girl that like black guys. <laughs> that's the first one y'all get. She cool and all. I ain't look. She she good. She good. But what happens is the mindset of the brothers or Latino guys 
is that they'll get the white version of the women supposedly built like their women. But two, two donuts later, two donuts later, the Becky starter pack, two, two donuts later, it's going to be a sloppy mess. <laughs> Who thinks I'm wrong? She eat two donuts in the middle of the night. You're going to wake up the next day. And it ain't going to be thick no more. It's just going to be sloppy. You're going to be like, what happened? You put a baby in her. You put a baby in her body and she delivered that baby. She'll be, she ain't going to look thick no more. This is why you always, young guys, come in, come in. This is, this is, she from Santa Clarita. Oh, that, that's not a surprise. All right. Uh, hey, hey, come closer, young men. Come closer. Come closer. Hey, young men, listen to me. Listen to me. I know you like them thick, but you want her to develop into thick. Do not pick them when they thick already. Come closer. If you're going to pick them up, huddle up. Get her with the propensity to be thick. Like, you know what I mean? If you like thick, start them off small. Do not pick them right off the vine plump already. Because you're going to be upset. Go look at her mama. Go look at her hip. You know, if her hips, what? Because what, what you guys don't understand? Let's get closer. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Listen. Start them small. Do, do not pick them thick. All right. You want them to get thicker than the snicker. Don't get them. You know, if you want them, feed them. If you want them, feed, feed them to the where you want them. They all can get thick. But if you pick them thick, it's going to be a massive. <laughs> I've learned this over the years. <laughs> Don't just pick them right off the vine. Oh, here she goes. She ready. Mm, she's overdone already. And all, a couple other people then already seen it. <laughs> Young man, listen to me. I'm trying to save y'all out here. Y'all want it's going to be sloppy. He says it's, it's going to be sloppy in T-minus two donuts. All right, shout out to Ed. Uh, we'll get to the rest of the Super Chat. Janzo Iraq. I can't say that. Janzo I, coach. Let's say a man gets married. Are you saying that you don't recommend to have hit the wife work for his company? A lot of RP community suggest this. Can you break down your thoughts? I would prefer. I have a. I have a. Way of the, I would prefer my wife stay out of my business. All right. Because business can get a little dirty. Business can get a little fuzzy. And the more information you give her, the more information she can use against you. We always say the most powerful person in the company knows where all the dead bodies are married or they're the gatekeeper. So if you have a secretary, most likely the secretary knows more about the company than almost anybody else. If she's the executive assistant, she knows everything. And many times you don't want her to know everything, especially if you're sleeping in the same bed. You want to keep those situations separate. You can hire someone that is good, as good as your wife, that knows the insides of your company, but that you can fire at the end of the day. 
But if you have to fire your wife, you're also firing your wife from your company. You're also firing her as your wife, and that's going to be ugly. It's going to get ugly. Many people learn this the hard way. I would just assume to keep that ish separate. I want my wife, If let's just say my ideal situation. If I was a head of a company, I own my own company. My wife, I would take my credit card and throw it over there and let her go chase it and let her go use it. And then I would have business meetings over here because what's going to happen is you get divorced. She's going to want portions of that company. Let me show you. And she's going to say, I, I was in business meetings. I took cell phone calls. I listened to cell phone calls while on vacation. He bounced ideas off of me. Remember, there was a lady who wanted, who, who was offered $100 million from a, a married man that had a company and the wife worked for the company. And she wanted parts of the company. No. It's our company. It's my company. I just had as much as inputs and I gave you ideas. Man, no, hell no. Look, get your ass over there. Go do something else, bro. Even Bill Gates ran into this situation. Even Bill Gates ran into this situation. Jeff Bezos, well, Jeff Bezos' wife, I believe maybe his, her, Jeff Bezos' wife, father, somebody gave him down money to put on the business. Even Mackenzie Bezos may have put some of her money into the business. So that's different. If your woman's putting money into your business, that's a different story. If she just saying, I'm going to work and you'll be, I'll do your books. No, 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 no. I'll hire a professional for that. Bill Gates wife wanted to get all up in the video, all up in the, all up on the records dancing. No, 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 no. Listen, guys, my point is, I don't recommend wives working for your company. No. Matter of fact, you should always skip a generation in between your family members that work for your company, meaning sometimes your kids aren't even good to work for your company. Let your kids do something else. All right. Because, you know, they have a fatherly relationship. I think he, he, who you should have working for your company, your grandkids or hire professionals. All right. If your kid just wants to be in your company, then that's a different situation. But if you hire them, train them, make them work at the donut shop, they're asked going to want to do something different anyway. They don't want to work at the donut shop. They don't want to make donuts. You forced them all when they were 12 years old to make donuts. Last thing they want to do is pass, take over your donut shop, right? Let your grandson who just admires you take over your shop. <laughs> all right. He wants to just hang out with you and be with grandpa. Let him do that shit. Go hire a professional. Somebody says, tell that to Vince McMahon. I would venture to say, was she even part of the business? I don't think she was even part of the business until later. Like nobody credited, what's her name? Vince McMahon, um, Vince McMahon wife. Nobody even credited her with being part of the business until they got into what? Till she started running politics. Like go back and listen to all the stories about WWE. She was raising the kids. And then she wanted to go into politics and all that. Linda McMahon. Think of all the earlier stories. If you watch wrestling, if you listen to wrestling and you know WWE history, Linda McMahon didn't pop on the scene until 
the 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 attitude era. You never heard hide nor hair of Linda McMahon until the attitude era, which they went all through the Hogan era, all the way over to Sergeant Slaughter and War Ultimate Warrior, and then Linda McMahon popped up. And then she wanted to run political office. So then she got involved. So I, you know, that's just my personal opinion. I think during those earlier years, she was focused on raising the kids. And then she then got involved with the business. In my opinion, I'm sure there's more to that story. Anyway, Wellesley Drummond says, not Ric Flair, not the nature boy. Woo! He says, big wrestling fan growing up, 304, now styling and profiling. If these big celebrities are getting finessed, divorce won't, uh, what chances do you have? And when you get finessed, it's going to be worse than Ric Flair. All right, shout out to Mr. Highway. Marriage happens in public, but the divorce happens in private. There should be a divorce ceremony where couples admit publicly that they failed. I agree. I agree. Somebody said Linda ran the WWF magazine. Okay, so it is what it is. I also heard these other guys, Bruce Pritchard and all of them ran the WWE magazine. All right, so that that is that what it is. All right, so anyway. But yeah, I think uh, everybody wants to be quiet during the divorce. Thanks for the info on Linda. Connected with the biological dad who owned WWWF and apprenticed under him to take it through the 80s. All right, shout out. I don't want to take away from Linda McMahon and what she's done. All right, so what I want to say is on this, what happens is people get married in public. They make a big deal out of it. And then when the divorce happens, they get quiet. And then this is why people don't understand the realities of the, the divorce. The man gets quiet. The woman either uses the court of public opinion or she goes out and um, plays the victim. And then it gets ugly or she fights him in court. Most of you guys never even seen a divorce proceeding, but you've seen thousands of marriage uh, wedding ceremonies. Think about that. Have you ever seen a divorce proceeding in public? Versus how many marriages have you seen in public? And of those marriages that you've seen in public, how many of them still exist? Which means the divorce happened real quiet. Don't say nothing. Don't mention it. Don't talk about it. Why? Why don't they want you to talk about it? I think if people talked about it, less people will get married. <laughs> Period. All right. Less people will get married. All right, Kaylin Ferguson says, when will people realize that if you're married, if you've been uh, married once and it ended in divorce, then you shouldn't get married again. It's a complete waste of time. Yeah, man, I, all I had to do was learn once. I had to learn one good time. All right. And let me tell you, my marriage was virtually pretty good until it wasn't. All right. So I wasn't one of these guys. Of course, there was little things here and there just like any relationship, but my marriage was good. It was boring, and I lusted for other women, and she lusted for other men, and we looked to explore those things. I mean, it was, it was what it was. I don't have a lot of negative things to say during the marriage. If you listen to me, 
Now, there was bait and switch and all of that going on, too. That's normal in marriage. But if you listen to me, what did I not like the most about my marriage? What was the thing that I didn't like the most? I'll let you guys answer this one. What was the thing I didn't like the most about my marriage? I want to see if you guys can figure that out. I want you to really think about this. No, everything. No, it wasn't. What what was the thing that I harp about the most about my marriage? There it is right there. A couple people already got it. He said the tombstone pizza. It's the divorce. The divorce was what I hated. It wasn't the marriage. It was the fighting for my custody of my kids and the time it took. It was the whole divorce process. That's the whole point. The marriage was okay, but when I had to keep going to court, fighting, paying lawyers, that's what I hated. And that's the part that everybody goes, don't talk about that. Don't let them know. We need privacy. Don't affect the kids. Don't embarrass the kids. That was the worst part of it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I will never do that part. Whatever that is, I'll never do that part. <laughs> and if I chose to get married, I'm, I'm, I'm basically making my susceptible, myself susceptible to that part, which I will never go again. I will never do that again. Some woman asked me one time. Some woman asked me one time, would you ever get married again? And I said, Sure, I'll get married again, but I'll never get divorced again. And she was like, she was like, wait a minute. What does that mean? Somebody said, Coach Mrs. is X. No, I don't. Don't even try that. I don't even talk. I can't even look at her. I can't even look at her. All right. So that's where I am with my ex. Don't ever think I'm getting back with her. I can't even look at her. But one time I told a person, I said, oh, sure, I'll get married again, but I'll never get divorced again. She was like, What does that mean? Now, I'll tell you what that means. Have you ever heard a person say that got out of prison? A person that got out of prison and then they do another crime and the police are chasing them? What do they say? What what do they say? I'm going to see if y'all can get it. What does the person, like if they've been to prison and they are out there, their police are chasing them, there's a manhood. What does the person say that's getting chased down? What do they say? Yep, there it is. Richard Roy got it. I ain't going back to jail. I ain't going back. I ain't going back. Meaning somebody going, (laughs) yep, the only thing that's going to happen here is somebody's life is going to (laughs) end. And so let's go back to my statement. Let's go back to my statement. I'll die before I go back. Meaning, if I got married and somebody said, somebody said, I'm divorcing you. My words is, I ain't going back to court. (laughs) Now, people are like, I can't believe you would say that. Okay, don't marry me then. I'm the wrong one to marry. I'm the wrong one to marry. Because if you marry me after hearing that, it's on you. 
<laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying what I will do. I'm just saying what I won't do. I'm just saying I ain't doing it. All right. So if you come in and say, I'm not happy, I'm going to just look at your ass like, oh, you taking that route? <laughs> he said, today's the day. Oh, today's the day. I see you chose today. Okay. I'm not happy. Well, guess what? <laughs> and then. Because you knew, you knew I wasn't going back there. You knew I wasn't going back to the pen, right? But you, t okay. <laughs> people, people are like, I can't believe you're saying that. Okay. I'm just letting y'all know, do not ask me to marry you. That's, if best case scenario, I'll never get married again and I'll never get divorced again. Both of those things will be true. Or one of the two is going to be true. One of the two is going to be true. I'll never get married again or I'll never get divorced. One of them two is going to be true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, man. People are like, I can't believe you're admitting. Okay, ma'am. Ladies, I'm telling you. If you do not marry me. If you think you got, well, we'll make it work forever. You better make it work forever. You got one choice, ma'am. Make it work forever or live from Tijuana. Coach Greg Adams. Hey, everybody. <laughs> You'll be like, hey, everybody. <laughs> Y'all fools, man. Y'all fools. That's what I tell you. better make it work. You better make it work. Well, I'm not happy. Well, ma'am, how long you want to be not happy? <laughs> because you better find some happiness up in this mug. <laughs> or y'all going to see me in a white Bronco. No, I'm just playing. I'm not saying that. See, this is why I'm not getting married again. They'll know. I ain't going back. Let's go out here, man. <laughs> There's women in here. This is ridiculous. This is why you don't. This don't marry me. Do not push me to that edge. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I ain't never getting divorced again. Never. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, let's continue on because people are going to be like, see, he's out here. You get it, ladies. You get it. This is an entertainment program here. This is an entertainment program here. Never, ever going to get married. We're never, ever going to get divorced. One of these two will be true. Where are we at here? Kaylin Ferguson, I got you, brother. And Kaylin says, Ric Flair, Nicolas Cage, Elizabeth Taylor, each had marriage disease. Marital disease. Marital disease. Yes. For some reason, they these are all baby boomers, I believe. Uh, genetic freak says is big Papa pump, AKA the genetic freak. Shout out to you and the freak of the week. All right. Christopher severe says, coach, I had a great time at the junior college this weekend. You are absolutely right. I told her, uh, what to wear and how I wanted the hair done, etc. You guys listen to me. It's, um, 
it, it, this is what's going on here. I, I tell you guys how to deal with it. I, I love it. I uh, had a junior college uh, girl over last night, tall, leggy, iron aborted, flat backed it, sloppy, all of that. 25, 26-ish, you know. And she dresses up how I wanted to dress her. Go on in that closet. <laughs> I, that's where I like it. And then afterwards, I can be the end of the relationship, terminate the relationship. And then if she wants to continue the relationship, she has to reestablish. And this isn't me bragging about getting peace leave. It's just like, this is the way I want it. I'm comfortable in this lane. When I want her around, I have her around. When I don't want her around, I don't have her around. I will never have her a part of my business. She will not get my legacy. She will not be my second wife. None of that stuff. And then she goes her way. I go my way. It's what it is. This is how I do it. He says, you also like taller girls, coach? Yeah, man, I don't have. All right, shout out to Greaseman Texas says, look up the Iron Sheik's interview on Howard Stern. All right, shout out to Sheiky. Leaf says, would you take Alexis Bliss over young Trish Stratus? I was never a Trish Stratus, really. I didn't like her look. I didn't like her look. She looked like the 90. Yeah, I didn't like her look too much. I take Alexis Bliss, Alexa Bliss, for sure. But I think Alexa Bliss is with Charlotte, allegedly. Mike Davis, Shotlanta, dropping off tuition. Shout out to Shotlanta. All right, Swing Out Museum, Rick, the tears of a clown. Yes, indeed. DT247, thank you for becoming a member. You get the Sunday morning stream. Moto serve, ling ling, gotta get my bag and gotta run. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> yeah, Stacy Keebler would be probably my top pick from those years. Uh, Mike McDowell's human resource department was at a comic convention yesterday and a band saw an old dude sell off his 1930s vintage comic books because of divorce. Juice ain't worth the squeeze. Mm. See, those are the things that you, everybody keeps quiet. See, as a man, he has a 1930s vintage comic sex book that, that means a lot to him. It probably meant more to him or just as much as to him as his marriage did. But because he's getting divorced, he now has to lose that comic book collection, which some people are like, it's just a dumb comic book collection. But that's what I'm talking about. It meant something to him for to keep it. He invested in it. Now, because he divorced, he has to sell that. See, that's why I think it's unfair. I think it's stupid. I learned in my marriage, in my divorce, that that's not my marriage. I learned in my divorce that you lose stuff like that, that you care about. All because your marriage didn't work out. I'm not happy. <laughs> See, that's what I think is severely unfair, and it goes unknown. Shh. Well, it's just a dumb comic book collection. You didn't need it. Well, no, it mattered to me. I shouldn't lose this in a divorce, or I shouldn't have to sell it to pay off my attorneys. You know? This is the untold story of the sacrifice men have to make because I'm not happy. <laughs> that's all that happened. She wasn't happy. Or you might have cheated on her, which I, I think is dumb. I think it's dumb. I You know, the reason why men cheat is because they're not suitable for marriage. You're not suitable material for marriage. I don't advise men cheating on their wives. I think it's despicable. 
I think it's unnecessary to get married and then want to cheat on your wife. But the reality is you're not designed for long-term marriage anyway. Not to mean you need to be out here ho-hopping, but at some point, you're going to want to be interested in putting your salami in some woman just because. At some point, it's going to come up. I'm not saying you need to be out here pumping dumping, but to be married to somebody 40, 50, 60 years is just impossible. So why subject yourself to that if you think or know that's what you want? If that's what you want to do, stop marrying. Don't marry. If you think in the back of your mind, oh, man, I'm going to want to get some peace leave on the side. Do not marry. Don't do it. Stay away from it. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth the divorce that's going to happen your, coming your way just to get some peace leave. And you're going to have all kind of peace leave trout, uh, trout out, not trout out. Uh, yeah, I think trout out is it out in front of you. It's going to go parade itself right in front of you, teasing you, dangling right in your face. Your body's not designed for 50 years, 10, 15, 20 years with the same woman. This is the reason why people have erectile dysfunction. That's one of the reasons. It's hard to get it up, pause, for the same woman repeatedly. So what will tend to happen is you'll go into, well, I don't need anyone. I don't need any sex tonight for my wife. Or you'll go down to what sexless marriage is in our country, which is 10 times per year is equal sexless marriage. Even if you're getting it, you're in sexless marriage territory. You'll go six weeks without touching each other. And then when you finally do it, it's pathetic. It's a pathetic display. And I wish married people will talk about this. It ain't what you see in the movies. It ain't what it's not passionate. It's more of a rush scenario. Why don't married people talk about this? You guys have the nerve to sit out here and act like this stuff. You guys need to talk about this. It ain't no back blowing out. It ain't nothing. It's a pathetic attempt at that if you're getting it. Every now and then, if you're drunk and she's drunk, y'all might have a sloppy makeout session. But nine times out of ten, married people don't even kiss before they go in. I wish married people will talk about this. And not listen, don't act like I'm the only one. You See, married men are like this quiet you know why you don't want to admit that your bedroom is cold you don't want to admit that you're a lazy lover when is the last time you or her licked between anybody's body all right and enthusiastically licked all right either you or her is very rare married people don't talk about this this is why they got to reignite the spark and buy ed drugs and this is why your marriages end up in marital counseling, because you're not having sex, period. And when you do, it's a pathetic attempt. So with that being said, this is what you will have to look out for if you do get married. And the people who are saying not my marriage, you're the exception that proves the rule. Your marriage is the far exception that you're 12 years in and you're still excited to see each other. You're, you prove my rule. All right. Anyway, hurry up and finish and don't get no 
Don't get no seed on the on the on the blanket on the on the uh on the coverall. What is that called? On the uh, I can't even think of the word. The comforter. I just cleaned these sheets. Hurry up. The kids gonna be knocking at the door. Hurry up. Oh, we gotta wait till Thursday, date night. Hurry up. We gotta get back before the babysitter has to go back and report back home 10:30. So you rush to dinner, you late trying to get the babysitter to show up, and then you run out there to get some food, and then you run out to the no-tail motel, get a quick five-stroke special, and then run back to the babysitter. <sighs> Scheduling segs, please. Would you married people tell these people what's going on here? If you have kids under the age of 10, that's what your sex life looks like for 10 years. If you have multiple kids, it's pathetic. But y'all don't want to talk about it. And then when it happens, she's like, all right, I'll give you some dried in the dryer, drying in the Sahara Desert. And you can't think of nobody. She can't think of nobody. So neither of you guys can get off. <laughs> she tried to think of somebody to get herself around. You trying to think of somebody you didn't see in the day to try to get off. Somebody tell me I'm lying. Put, put in here, are you lying? I'm sorry. Put in here. If I'm lying, put it in here. Most of you guys are paying Nikia Deming says that's exactly right. Um, some of you guys are paying to not get segs from your wife. You're in a long-term paying segs, paying, you're in a long-term paying for no segs from your wife. Yes, that's a female co-signing. Yes. <laughs> Dexter Barr says your lying coach is worse. Oh, I, you're absolutely hundred percent. It's worse than I'm portraying you. And guess who doesn't talk about this? Marry people. Married people rarely ever tell single people this. <laughs> they rarely ever. And there's always an exception to the rule that's all too willing to speak up. Not me. We go to pound town every night. No. Married men got OnlyFans. Married men got prawn collections. We all talk about that. Let's get to these super chats. Sorry, man. And sometimes a married man has got so accustomed to not having sex with his wife that by the time she drinks three glasses of wine and wants to have sex, he does pull the Al Bundy. He's like, oh, shit. He was like, I already didn't, I already didn't, I already done watched the selection of prawn yesterday i'm empty i got nothing for her he can't get it up he already done jagged it and so she shows up all right i'm in the mood she puts on some she puts <laughs> she puts on some music turn off the lights doom, doom. light a candle and then she comes out there and she waddles out there in her lingerie draws you don't want to see this site it's a site for sore eyes or it's not a sight for sore eyes. Then you go out there. She's like, I've been thinking about you for the past couple of weeks. Let's reignite the spark. He's like this. Damn. This is about to be painful. So for the next 20 minutes, he's trying to think of some woman that he saw. Oh, what about the bank teller? 
Oh, what about the girl at Starbucks? What about the girl at the mall? This is why you see old men rolling around at the mall just sitting there. They getting spank bank material just in case their wife gets frisky. <laughs> now, somebody tell me, am I lying? <laughs> Reignite the spark. Somebody says, is this real? All right, tell this guy. Tell this guy, is this real? Ask the teller guy. I got to do, I got to pull up the, I got <laughs> and don't let her bring no babysitter around. This is why you have, this is why you have prawn things like the babysitter, right? You know, these narratives where the, the husband's lusting after the babysitter. Why, why do you think that subsection of prawn is popular? Why do you think that's popular? Because married men are having rough relations with their wives. And then some somewhere in babysitter age, there's a babysitter that shows up. <laughs> and he's sitting there like, <laughs> why do you think that subsection is so popular? Because it's true. Yeah, why do you think the milkman, listen, do you, what, what was that movie? American Pie? American Pie? No, not American Pie. The American Beauty. American Beauty, where he, American Beauty is the classic marital relationship, all right, where he then starts lusting after the teenage daughter's cheerleader friend, bruh. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> I hate to speak so much truth because people think this is appalling, but what is is appalling is that people don't admit this. And just imagine the average everyday ham and ham and eggers. Everybody that's in Topeka, Kansas, Des Moines, Iowa. All right, somewhere in the middle of Kansas City, Kansas. Imagine how their marriages are going. They're 20 years deep. They're both out of shape. They both ain't touched each other in T minus what, five years Imagine what they're like. And then this guy wants to do something nasty. He tells, hey, Betsy, let's do something nasty tonight. What is her response going to be? She's going to be like, hell no. I'm not doing any of that nasty stuff. If you're going to be nasty like this. And so he just wants to do something nasty. And the only person he can do it with is his wife. And she says, no. What do you think's about to happen? I'll wait. She's immediately, I'm not doing that. Because <laughs> why? She don't have to do that. She's like, I don't have to do that. I'm your wife. You still going to house me and feed me and support me and go to church with me and make me and go to brunch with me and take me out to restaurants and romance me. You're still going to do that. But I'm not doing what you want to do. Hell no. And then he'll be standing over here like this. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game? That he made, which is okay with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Now, when they get divorced, she's going to turn into a freak. <laughs> That's the story you don't know. When she gets divorced, she's going to do everything with every other guy after her marriage that she wouldn't do even with her own husband.
she gonna she gonna find out that if she goes out into this world in these streets, where is it at? In these streets, she gonna turn into a freak. She's like, oh, I've been wanting to explore my sexier side, but she had a whole husband at home and she explored none of that. Think about it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Kayla Ferguson, pick your poison, being stuck with a woman forever and her really meaning, meaning being with you forever or getting divorced. Great. And starting from ground zero. Really meaning, meaning being with you. Forever, dude. There's no forever. There's no forever. Uh, listen, I'm forty something. I could live another forty years. Do I want to live with another person for forty years? Nope. So I'll take the divorce grape and start over. <laughs> All right. Our right, Stanton uncle's marriage. Number one, alcoholic. Number two, was a single mom getting piped from Chad. Number three, shopaholic. Uh, moved out. Took ninety five percent of the furnishing. Number four, lady passed at seventy five. Number five was uh did you did you give us number five i don't think he gave us number five but listen to those man it's crazy and think about it guys one of the things that you guys got to understand the best choosing years of your marriage is in between the ages of 18 maybe 17 and 26 after it that it falls off a cliff all right, meaning the best ones have been chosen. The the even the ones that have been chosen, fifty percent will come back on the marketplace within a ten year period, completely destroyed. So, when even if they pop up at, on the marketplace, they've been destroyed. All right, it's damaged goods, not just sexually. I'm just talking about mentally damaged, emotionally damaged. All right, you got people who've never been married who still treat it like a fantasy. You got people that have been married and divorced and damaged, wanting to get married as a retirement plan. Or to to simp you out. Meanwhile, their previous husband was a gambler. He had a gambling addiction. He had a cocaine addiction. Um, he beat her up. He put four kids in her. She stuck around for 12, 15 years. You come in and you tell her, I want you to put your face in the pillow. And she want to divorce you. After you done paying for her whole damn stepkids. Yo, you done paid her whole life, refinanced her, gave her a, a clean start. You invested in her. You tell her to do one thing. Hey, can you put the dishes away? Nah, this is an equal partnership. Meanwhile, she used to get DDT'd for a, for a living. <laughs> she used to come in allegedly and get suplexed by her previous husband. She stuck around for 12, 15 years and pushed four babies out. You make that make sense. <laughs> You're like, what? You divorced me over what? Well, you were just too nice. She cheats on you. Meanwhile, you find out why she used to get her brain busted. You're like, well, I can see why. <laughs> it's crazy. Did you want to go shake her ass out of girls' lights out? No, I got to let my hair loose. It's tired of being a woman. This is exhausting. I got to go out with my girlfriends. Uh, No, I'm not going to allow that. What do you mean allow? Don't be controlling. My first ex-husband was controlling like that, and I divorced, raped them, the kingdom come. <laughs> You're like, okay, I won't do it. You can go out. I'll stay home, rub, out, rub myself out to the babysitter. Can you let the babysitter stay over and watch the kids while I... Sit in my back office and work. 
Come on, man. Who's signing up for this goofy stuff? Claude Campbell is a member. Kaylin Ferguson, Beyonce developed into her thickness, and this is true. Let them develop into the thickness. Shout out to the current chat, 17K in the building. Let's get to 1,000 likes. We're sharing good information. And I want somebody who's married to come on here. If you're willing to face me face-to-face, because I'm not playing any games with you people. I'm going to ask you all the, the dirty details and do not tell me it's off limits. I'm going to ask you, when was the to- last time that she j- swallowed your kids, your wife? When was the last time she swallowed your kids? When was the last? Swap cell phones with me. Swap cell phones with me right now. <laughs> Somebody says, coach, you're lying. Swap cell phones. You got that? You got that? Okay, good. Sit right now and let me look at her cell phone. I'm going to investigate every DM, every WhatsApp, every Snapchat. I'm going to look at your Snapchat score. I'm going to look at all of your Facebook distant messages or whatever they call them. Your FaceTime. I'm going to look at all of this stuff. Yeah, when was the last time she made you breakfast after swallowing your kids in the morning? Good morning, honey. Gulp. Let me go make you some ham and eggs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, when was the last time? When was the last? I bet you she went out. I bet you she went out the girls' nights out five times prior. Then you getting any of that? Come on, man. Don't mess with me. And let me see your cell phone, sir. I'll log into your prime.com subscription. All right. And see what you've been looking at. Watching all them BBWs out here. Shout out to the BBWs. If you got a black wife, I'm going to show them all the white girls and Puerto Ricans you looking at on Prime. Let me see your DMs. <laughs> uh, anyway, don't play with me. I, I, I'm literally going, I literally can destroy your marriage in five seconds. So if you come in here, try to defend it and, and say that I'm wrong, I'll go ahead and torpedo it right now. I'll go, I'll go Putin on you. I'll go Vlad Putin on your marriage, call in all the nuclear defenses, uh, nuclear defenses on peak awareness. What did he call it? I want peak <laughs> I'll call my nuke defenses up and say, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and torpedo all this. So if you want to step up and challenge me on this and you are married, I'm going to ask you about this marital bedroom. Yeah, high alert. I'm going to go Putin high alert on my uh, nuke defenses because I'm going to go in here and savagely destroy you and pick you apart. So if you want to come on here, do not come alone. Bring your wife because you're a team. And I'm going to ask y'all hardcore questions. We're not going to tippy-toe around it. See, my marriage is good. And when I get together with other married people, oh, I feel so good. And then we look at each other and say, isn't it good to be married? Mm. No, them softball questions. I'm going to tear your ass up. Do not come in here. This is what it's going to look like. <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. Let me see. I love this clip, by the way. Let me see if I can find it right here. So you're going you're gonna to come in. You're going to come in 
and you're going to think I'm a live softball uh, marriage counseling questions on you. And then this is what it's going to look like. Go ahead and play it. That's what it's going to look like right there. Uh Uh-huh. You're going to get tossed the hell out. All right. Yep. You see me right there. I'm Heathcliff pulling your ass back right there. You see that? Get your ass back here. As soon as I start asking questions, you're going to be like. And then I'm going to rough your ass the hell up. Look at this right here. Tossing your ass out. Look. One, two, three. Toss that at. Toss that at. That's what your marriage is going to look like right in there. At the end, by the the time I get done with it, y'all going to look like this right here. You and your wife going to be outside. Homeless. (laughs) Catch these hands. (laughs) <laughs> all right i gotta do the rest of the super chats oh we moving in on 10 o'clock yes i gotta get ready to go run for his run says you got you got an instant like from me on every show oh i get an instant like he says love the entertainment and the hard work you're an inspiration coach yes indeed shout out to you thank you brother instant like man hit them instant likes all right, El Chingal says Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys was married five times, all before the age of 39 years old. The boomers were and are out of control. Give them the buzzer. Mm. How do you get married five times before 40? Before the age of 39. KT King, Benda, Benda, Linda, and Vince McMahon put all their money into the first WrestleMania. She was always there behind the scenes. Others in the industry can verify. I know KT King. I'm not taking any. I, I tried to take away a little bit from Linda, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. All right. Kaylin Ferguson says this tends to tie into business. Coach, what do you think of musicians using their spouse as their love interest in music videos? Some will argue that it's cheaper than paying a model to act as one. Um, how many of those have worked out, though? There's always that Jennifer Lopez, Jenny from the block with uh, with uh, Ben Affleck in the, in the scene, right? I think it was Jenny from the block or Money Came By Me Love or whatever the song was. Dude, just pay the money. Just pay these women. Pay the model. Pay the accountant. Men always trying to use, look, men always trying to trade time and money for women. You're trying to avoid paying and somehow, no, just pay the model. Well, I'll just have my wife. No, nope. What I want my wife to do, what I want my wife to do is uh, take care of these kids and here's a credit card, distract your ass over there. Go and look over there. Ain't there a purse you need? Bye-bye. So I can make some money. All right, I ain't got time for you to just, uh, you know, Stab me in the back. All right, I know where all the dead bodies are. No, you don't need to know. Hey, what are you doing with that crane? Get your ass back and go, go, go do something. Go do something. All right, <laughs> go do something else. Because then when it breaks down, she want to be uh, turn state's evidence against you. No, no, no. Or, or she will say, "I know how much money you make." First thing they're going to do is go in and check the books. Now, I know exactly how much money you work. I know how much money your business is worth. I want $800 million. No, get, just get out. I'll pay somebody to go do the business. People always trying to do that, man. No, my wife will not work for my business. All right, no. 
Because when I start chewing somebody's ass out, don't yell at them like that. Would you go sit down? I'm chewing ass out right now. All right. It's improper to yell at people. She's she going to be the human resources. No, 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 no. Mm. I didn't ask for your opinion. <laughs> and if you want a li wife like that, because this is what you're going to say. Well, she can help you grow your business. No. Okay. Well, give her a business to grow. If she's so good, she would have a business of her own, but she don't. Does she have a business of her own? Nope. Will she start a business of her own? Nope. Has she proven successful in any other business other than the business you're about to hire her for? Nope. Well, what makes you think she'll be successful? She knows what to do. She's very smart. And Does she have a business? Nope. Has she ever had a business? Nope. Has she ever started a business? Nope. Will she start one? Nope. No, no, no. no. Well, get the... No. <laughs> what makes you think she good at business? Nope. <laughs> if she's so good at business, well, let me see what her business is like. And maybe I can invest in it, but... Nope. She ain't got no business. What makes she, oh, well, she's so good at business. Why should when she have her own business? <laughs> Y'all hate that I actually think my way through life. Speak my mind says for the Kayleys in the Ukraine with the AK. Woo! Shout out to them. We did a great stream on them on the member stream. The undisputed coach finna put a Chris Benoit on his next wife. Well, <laughs> that ain't me man i would never admit to something like that shout out to mr nonchalant the only successful marriage is when one of the spouses goes back to that heavenly lobby as i martin luther lee stare uh before sending her all right stare martin luther lee before sending <laughs> we're not admitted to any of this stuff over here we're not admitting to this they're gonna call us off here howard bell says my ex-father-in-law should have retired at 68 but he stayed working to stay away from his toxic wife and died of COVID at 73. Wow. Go find a married man, an old married man. I guarantee you they say don't get married. <laughs> so he should have retired at 68, but he had to see. That's another story that people don't talk about. He could retire, but he won't. Because he's like, I ain't going home to that woman. Imagine how sad that it, you don't even want to go to your own house. See, my house is a refuge. My house is a shelter. I'm protected here. I'm a protected away from the BS. If there was a woman here and I actually had to consider not coming home to avoid her, think of how sad of an existence that is. The AV Network guy says, Coach, I made it back from Canada over the weekend. I hope I didn't catch C-19 because that night before uh, Ling Ling was sucking off my fingers at the bar, but her friend from the Cesar Chavez community was stopping her from leaving with me. Oh, the cock block, the old cock block. That's why, that's another reason I don't go out to bars and clubs. Shout out to you for making it back. I don't think you're good. Uh, got the code. But that's another reason I don't go to bars because women already got their game plan all strategized. All right, if I start acting up, don't let me go home with nobody. You know what I mean? And then she got to fight it off. No, I want to go home with them. No, I'm trying to save you, Kaylee Ling Ling. Then you got all worked up for nothing. I don't flirt, ladies. 
I don't flirt. I'm pretty hardcore staunch against flirting. Flirting is nice, but I realize as an older gentleman, flirting only works if I get the payoff. Flirting is only worth it if I get the payoff. This is how men think. Women can flirt and pull back, flirt and pull back. Then they get moist, and then they can go pick off the guy who they really want to finish the job. Probably somebody who didn't flirt with her for an hour or two. Men typically flirt, flirt, invest an hour or two, think he's going to get a payoff, and then she pulls back, and he has no backup plan. Now he's got rosy palms in his five finger to finish the job because he's invested all his eggs in that flirting, paying off. But this is how it works. The payoff, if the man gets a payoff, the flirting game did not work for the woman. She actually lost. If she ended up lying on her back in a drunken stupor, and she got a couple of pieces of five-stroke special, she lost. And she knows it's a loss. If she went, if she gives, if she flirts and gets a couple of drinks and a lot of attention and never has to give up no peace leave, she won. That's how the flirting game went. And that's how they call it coochie games too. And if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, Coochie game's not going to work. Mm-mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. So if she knows you don't have no options, she can flirt with you, tease you, make you think you're going to get something, and then the friend's going to pull her off to the side. Or she's going to go home, oh, okay, maybe, uh, you know. Or if you finally go in and get the number, hey, let me get your number. Let's connect another time. I think we have a good connection. Oh, I don't give my number to men's at bars. And what did you do? You gave her two hours of attention. Meanwhile, there was a, a plain Jane in the background with her free cross and her knock knee and a cockeye. And she would have gave you some just for a piece of attention you were giving to this tease over here. But you missed it because you were paying attention to somebody who's just basically flirting with you, playing coochie games with you. All right. So I would have been out there. I don't flirt. I'm going to give you about 10, 15 seconds of flirt, and then I'm going to look at you and I'll say, oh, you just a cock tease. Let me show you the picture right here. I broke this stream down about, um, I broke this down for you guys. I have to find the stream where I broke this down. And so I think the stream was called Cheerleader Effect, in which I broke down these group of women that you would commonly see at a bar. And I broke down person number one, Two, three, four, five, and six. And I told you, which one would you likely get a piece of peace leave from? I don't know if you remember this stream. Which one are you more than likely to which would have been which would have been the easiest layup? Who remembers this stream? This was a good one. And I broke down each one of these people's roles. This is the, wait a minute, where's my pointer here? I, pro, I broke down the role of each of these girls. Which one is the easy, would be the easy layup? Number four. Number four is the easiest layup. That's the easiest layup right there. If you'd have gave her a little bit of the, number four is the easiest layup. You can get her Ben Roethlisberger style. Number six is the enforcer. She's the cock blocker. 
Number five is the parental control. She's the teacher. She's the human resource officer. I broke it all down. She's going to be responsible for all of these people making it home. She's the mom. This one is the lesbian. <laughs> she's the lesbian. She's the one right here. She looks like she's the easiest. She got tattoos, but she's going to be the most stuck up in the prudest. And these two are there for to serve these four. These four. These two right here get them entree into the club. These two right here are the ones you think are the easiest. And they're going to be the one overtly easier. They're going to be ah, ah, and, ah, ah, and shaking it and twerking and kissing each other and rubbing all up in each other. But these are the bait. These people got these people in. And these people right here are either going to get men paying for their drinks or all these people are going to pay for their drinks. These girls right here got plenty of dudes to pick from. They don't need to go to bars and pick up. They got sugar daddies. They got dudes that pay for their college. They've been on Seeking Arrangement. They got OnlyFans accounts. They don't need to go out to bars and hook up. They'll never do that unless you're the super, super duper Chad. All right. These two right here got these four in to the VIP section. Number six is the bodyguard to all of these girls. I broke all of this down. The easiest one. Is right here in the middle. Four. Yeah, they sell these number one and two sell feet pictures. Um, their father paid for their college all the way through. Right. So know how it works. This is how it works. Anyway, but people get distracted by number one and two, and maybe number three, and then the easiest one, the uh, easiest one in the house is four. I would avoid five at all costs. Do not even engage with number five she got kids at home and a husband at home and number six do not that's the nasty boys right there number six is the nasty boys the nasty boys target and when she finally drunk and everybody's gone home in their uber number six will go home with whoever wants to go home with <laughs> right. anyway all right, so what do we got here? Aaron Guy says, these are channels. There are channels like 21 Studios that show these cringy TikToks that have, quote, women holding other women accountable as if they are traditional. Um, Yeah, I don't know about uh, the people who are doing that. Yeah, like showing these traditional women holding the 304s accountable. No. Uh, Joe Jones, damn, he says, how you know men have to think about other women? <laughs> Cause I'm a man. I'm a man. I know how it is. There's, you can't think of your wife. That's what, that's another reason I will bury married men. I'm like, do you think about other women when you're intimate with your wife? And if you say no, I'm approve you to be a liar. Eric Powell says, this is why, uh, this is why if traditional marriage is to remind, there's no, there's wait, there needs to be an expiration date where couples can choose to, or not to renew without prejudice. I actually agree with that. Like if a person goes to the seven-year mark, I actually was thinking of this when I was in college. I was like, marriages should have a entry-level point and a two-step point. After seven years, you guys can look at each other and say, let's continue. But after before seven years, at the seven-year mark, if you both say, let's walk away without prejudice, without damage, um, if you have children, you obviously will both support them 50-50 custody right off the rip. And then you can part ways without all of this court bullshit. Now, if it goes to year 10, you go to year seven, you look at each other, let's continue. 
If it goes to year 10, then you're susceptible to some sort of support, right? You 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 chose to go into it. You could have walked away. Now, if it goes past that, if it goes to year 10 and you get to the 10-year mark and you go, what are we going to do? Then you're susceptible to all the old archaic marriage laws, all right? You're susceptible to all the bullshit, all right? You chose twice to go forward, and now you get to get no-fault divorce. You get to get divorce, grape the kingdom come, right? That's what I think, and I don't care. Like, it's not going to be the only way you can't go forward. Like, the person has to, because what will happen is, what they would do is they say, I was in an abusive relationship for 12 years. Well, at year seven, you could have walked. Like, there's no reason to be like, I was in abuse. He was kicking me and punching me and suplexing me. Well, at year seven and 10, you renewed. So that gives her accountability. Now that means you can't strip the guy. That was on you. You continue. Why didn't you report all this abuse and the emotional distress? But then people will go 15 years and say, well, from the beginning, it was abusive. No, 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 no. <laughs> you could have walked out with no penalty, but you didn't. Anyway, Warren says, facts, 9 out of 10 that I've met 30 plus have been extremely damaged. I always find myself saying, I feel for the guy who thinks he's found the prize when he settles. So guys settle, they find a woman, 32, 34, 35. She's been through 100 bad relationships. She's Owen. And then he thinks he's found something because she's somewhat attractive. Dude, run. It's going to be a lot of failure unless she's gotten a lot of therapy. And even then, I don't care how attractive she is. Past that age, you're entering into uh, treacherous territory. She has a lot of issues that have not been resolved. So do you. And the last thing both of you guys need is to pair up. Now, I don't think. And then if you if there's a need to pair up, like a financial need or an emotional need, no. And I also think that women who go after divorce men are predators. <laughs> there's another thought that I might elaborate on. If you know a man has been divorced and he's been through a tough divorce and you go and stick by him with, with the idea that you're going to somehow get him on the fallout or the rebound, I think you're a predator. And you, co you coax him into some marriage. I'll be better than your ex. I think you're a predator. I think you're going after partially eaten carcass which is the man. Those women should be avoided. Well, I'll make a better relationship. I think you're a predator. I think you're trying to feast on a man that is obviously not in the position to be um, in a relationship at all. He needs to not be in a relationship. You should be there and ride that shit out for 6, 10, 15 years if he doesn't want to get married again. But to put pressure on him to marry is very, that's a vulture. Yeah, you're a vulture because this is what's this is the reality of the situation. He hasn't recovered. You're preying on him because he's commitment worthy. He already is able to make a commitment. He has proof. And somehow, you know that this is why married. I mean, single women will be with married men or men that are able to make a commitment because he's already proven he can make a commitment. And so they'll target that guy. 
they'll target that guy because there's proof that he's able to walk a woman down an aisle. There's proof that he can be in a committed relationship. And for all intents and purposes, it was her fault. She was the bad guy. The, the spouse was the bad guy. He's a good guy here. Uh, and I think there, I think people who go after men like that are predators. Yeah, he's already broken in, Robin. Yep, he's broken in. He already have a marriage. He likelihood of him getting married again is high, as opposed to Chad. Chad ain't never gonna get married. So she says to that guy, "And that's you." I'll be nice to you, and then what happens? Statistically, they divorce. So watch out, gentlemen. If if any women are doing that around you, they're predators. They're vultures. Hundred percent. They need to not be targeting men like that. They need to let that man grow, find out who he is, recover from his divorce, not pressuring him to get married and settling down. Why won't you get married again? You should get married again. It'll be okay. Predator. <laughs> All right. I'm literally a very conventional thinker. You know what I mean? I'm very a pragmatic, logical uh, thinker. And why do I think this way? The, the statistics and the, the world shows that I'm right. You're the one who's wrong. Statistically, you're, what you're telling the rest of the world is not measuring up, plain and simple. Not for almost everybody, it's not. like It's like a 7 out of 10 chance that it won't work. 7 out of 10. That is, six, that is significantly high. Now, the 3 out of 10 that it worked out for, 2 out of those 3, the man is saving face. He's miserable. And he knows he made an effed up decision, but he can't face the music. And so one out of 10 actually works. All right, here we go. Ray Allen says, blessings, coach. This live makes me never want to get married. Shout out to the coach gang. Well, do your research, right? And then you got people who, this is, I'm going to say this one more time. You got people on here, married and divorced and not married. And they're telling you to get married. Make that make sense. Anyway. I don't get it. I, I'm thoroughly confused by that whole. I'm thoroughly confused by that whole suggestion. <laughs> Baby boomers. That's some baby boomer-ish. And you guys are doing it. You guys are following it, hook, line, and sinker. But I'm not saying it's a hustle. I'm just saying something's wrong with that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Where are we at? Eric Powell says, I've been chatting up educated. And well-paid 20 to 30-somethings, it's like trying to have a conversation with teenagers. Yeah, they're very much stunted in their growth. I think they're stunted in their growth because they don't have to mature. You know what I mean? They don't have to. They don't have war. They don't have marriage and children. Um, and then at the last second, they'll want to have it. It's too late. Somebody says, us Gen Zs ain't with it. All right. Uh, Claude Campbell says, from Canada, play the crickets. I've been... A member since divorce, great video. 
Anyways, I finally working on me and looking forward to your book soon. Thank you, man. Shout out to you, Canada. Shout out to Canada. Are you from Edmonton? Where are you from? Ottawa? Winnipeg? <laughs> the Jimmy ZTT, women control access to sex. Men control access to relationships. Until marriage, when she controls both, no means no gain. Yeah, as soon as you give her access to the relationship, then she can control both. All right, so you have to give her the key to the castle. And if you want, guys, if you want relationship and marriage, I'm not against it. What I'm saying is you better think long and hard. Pause. Uh, Conversation Corner says even Jay-Z gets tired of Beyonce. He been getting tired of her. Right? They just have a marriage of convenience. It works for them. I don't think he can you. I won't even think about their private life. Jaquan Pierce, word up, coach. I bought the book. I bought the book for me and my cousin, but should have bought more copies for other family members. Just got the chapter three. Thank you. Shout out to you. Thank you for getting the books. Get the books. Links in the description box. Free agent lifestyle and de-evolution and 52 things. Classy Beats, you're the only one I've seen practice what they preach. Coach, shout out to you. And I do it as a means to like say, look, I'm not trying to send you this way and I go that way. The minute I swing this way and I say, I found the love of my life, I'll let y'all know. And I'll torpedo this whole philosophy and, and all of that stuff. But I don't see that coming. I don't see that coming. I've had some fabulous women in my lives. And I could have easily picked one of them. But it's not for me. Marriage is not for me. It's, I'm not suited for, for marriage. I know that. I, I've done it before. I'm not suited for it. It doesn't suit me at all. All right. So I'm not going to force it just because I like somebody. I like the fact that I can meet a new person uh, a year or so later that was better than the previous one. You know, I meet new women all the time, and I'm like, damn, had I settled for these women, I would have never met this woman. And I enjoy the process of meeting new women, um, dealing with them as long as I want to deal with them, and cutting it off. And by the way, that's the best you're getting from them. Whatever you get up front in the first six months, I'm going to break this down. The first six months is the best you're going to get from most women. There's, a, there's an exception to the rule. Exception to the rule, yes. There's going to be an exception to the rule. But the best you're going to get from her, the absolute best, is the first six months. After that, it goes to the law diminishing returns. We'll flash that up on the screen. The law of diminishing returns. After that, most people, most women, most relationships go off a steep cliff. It goes, whether it's your fault or her fault, I don't care whose fault it is. After that, it goes off a cliff. Hardcore. The more time you spend with them, the more times you double down, The law of diminishing returns. The more you put into it, the more likely to move, the more you move in, the more commitment you give it, the more days you see each other during the week. Go ahead and just write it off. It's done. So what I say is, what I suggest, like I have a girl that's been around me for three years, but I only see her every two weeks. And then there's sometimes we take a break. Like we don't see each other at all for a couple of months. And then I see her again every two weeks. 
So I've probably seen her in three years. I've probably seen her 25, 30 days. <laughs> Something like that. I've only seen her 30 days in three years. <laughs> so that's why, that's why I can continue. Maybe 50 days in three years. Maybe 50 times in three years. All right. And every 50 of them times, we got buck wild. It was like, hey, I can't wait to see you again. But if I said, let's double down, let's make it two days a week, let's make it three days a week, then it'll get annoying. Then it'll start breaking down. Then it'll be like, oh, I'm not as aroused. I'm not that excited to see you. Maybe I won't see you this week. You know what I mean? Maybe you can, yeah, it'll be ridiculous. So it's the perfect, to me, it's the perfect scenario for me. And I don't care what she's doing on her time off. I don't care. She getting, she getting dicked down by somebody else. Who cares? I don't own her. Let them wild horses run free. Be fair to Flair. Shout out to the coach gang. Shout out to Bobby the Brain Heenan. And we out of here, brothers. We'll see you later on today. Peace. We'll leave you with that. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.